Welcome to the Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Joe Bike. <laughs> you got to continue, man. Let's do it over, man. I'm Donald Trump. <laughs> Run it back, man. Let's rock, man. Oh, fuck it. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm Joe Biden. Welcome to the Trucker's Mind Podcast. It's your boy, K. Fings. Episode 137. <laughs> <laughs> America, right. now that I'm your president, I'm going to listen to the love of the the 46th president. Yeah. This is a trip, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. It is wild. I feel like um, I was I was uh, in New York this past week and um, everybody was like, you know, be careful out there. It's, you know, the election is coming mm-hmm. and, you know, just kind of prepare and, you know, make yeah. sure you stay out the way and stuff. And then we barely got an announcement. What? Yesterday? Oh, uh, yeah. Like an official announcement. So it's yeah. just like. I was just waiting out there and it was weird because the news like CNN and all these other stations and Fox and stuff like that. Yeah. They found a way to talk about the same topic. Yeah. With minimal changes for like 24 hours at a time. Yeah. Yeah. That's That's what they do, man. Yeah. I had fell asleep, woke up and it was like two more votes have happened in Georgia. And I'm just like, like you guys, it's almost like McDonald's selling you the same burger since fucking 1960. Yeah. It's the same burger, but you're still making commercials for it. Yeah, exactly. You might as well stop. It's just beef and and it's a a processed burger. We know what the fuck we're getting. Yeah. But let's get into it, man. Um, Obviously, the, the winner of the election has been announced in joe biden and kamala harris um Mm -hmm. and i look here man i'll be honest when i say this um there's a lot of people that are celebrating and whatnot and i think it's they're not celebrating the win for joe biden don't get it twisted i think they're celebrating the win against donald trump Mm -hmm. it's not so much that they're really happy for joe biden yeah joe the democrats are in hot water right now anyways yeah. So a lot of conservatives, they're like, oh, my God, this is the end. This, oh, they're going to ruin the country, blah, 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 blah. Look here, homie. The Democrats are in hot water with their own base. Everybody that voted for the Democrats is going to be on their ass. Yeah. They're going to be on their ass. Uh-huh. So you don't got to make up conspiracy theories about what the Democrats going to do because they're going to be getting killed by their own base if they don't get something done. And Joe Biden's, I hope his memory is still in place by the end of his uh <laughs> by the end of his term yeah because sometimes he'd be fucking up i think during the debates he was on adderall because he was pretty sharp <laughs> i'm dead <laughs> joe biden taking adderall yeah he sniffed it, a line his eyes his was fucking big as fuck you didn't see that Nuh-uh. joe biden was like i'm gonna be your president i'm like yeah. <laughs> this nigga yelling into the every microphone. time he turned to the camera he had those big old eyes yeah he had the microphone peeking and shit all loud, <laughs> mouth right on it, like, I'm going to be your president. <laughs> that was funny, man. Um, pr- um, Vice President Biden, where are your pants? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But look, what I've seen, which is absolutely fucking hilarious, is when Donald Trump was elected four years ago, there was a lot of uh, liberals that were in the streets crying and screaming not my president not my president and conservatives called them libtards and liberals and they told them to hey uh, donald trump is your president you should respect him and he's he's our commander in chief whether you like it or not blah 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 right if you flash forward all the way to now 
Now you got conservatives complaining, saying that this was rigged. Yeah. Um, they're saying like, not my president. He's going to ruin the country. You got conservatives talking about, I'm going to load up on ammo. I'm tired of this. And it's like, yo, it, liberals and conservatives are fucking hypocrites, man. Yeah. You know, and, mm-hmm. and, and when the president was first elected, um, Donald Trump, I was one of the people that were, you know, had my, my, uh, uh, uh I had my opinions about the president. You know, I said what I said and after a while, I realized it was not offering any value to the world, so I just shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. You know, but I did realize that people hated Donald Trump for four straight years. Yeah, you know, as Keith mentioned on one of the podcasts, it was last week about how like we're you should want the president to do good, mm-hmm. even if he's not your guy. More people are mad because Joe Biden's not their guy. Their guy was Donald Trump. Yeah, but you got to get over it, man. Yeah. Now you you got Biden. You better hope he does good. I, I just feel like, you know, the more and more I think about it, the more and more I'm just um, like, we're taking this almost too seriously. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like the whole vote or die or vote yeah. like your life depends on it. Like, yeah. that's not true. No, it's, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I feel like, you know, as much as a president is important, um, you know, how you maneuver through life is um, only minimally affected by the yeah, president. Exactly. Mm-hmm. As much as like, I think the only, the, the worst thing that happened with the whole Trump thing is, you know, how he uh, energized racist people. Yeah. But outside of that, you know, the actual uh, policies and stuff like that, it doesn't, it doesn't make any difference. I feel no. like you could probably say the same thing. Like the, the most money I ever had in my savings account happened when Donald Trump was the president. Right. Right. Which doesn't say much because I'm a broke ass nigga, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. um, that's just Key like, fingers. <laughs> very phenomenal. Very nice. Very good. Continue. <laughs> I now introduce to you. K flings. <laughs> <laughs> Little pimp. <laughs> Yeah, that was funny. But no, I just I just feel like just the when uh to me and and it may seem like I don't care that much, but it's probably you know factual. But just how I felt in my heart whenever um whenever the 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 whole presidency and the elections was playing out, to me I was more entertained by like biden and different states and right. you know texas at one point was like completely blue and right. it was just cra- like i was more entertained by the whole thing rather than like really being um invested yeah. in biden or trump winning right yeah i wasn't nervous at all yeah. like literally at all because the thing about it is is when you're more middle leaning and you can and you see what's really going on you just don't overinvest yourself in it. Mm-hmm. I slept well every night. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, look here. At the end of the day, your world's not going to end because of your guy not getting in. Yeah. Right. Um, I, what I personally think is is like if Joe Biden does not make like if 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 this administration does not do a significantly decent job, then they're going to be out in four years. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to be out, yeah. and that's just being honest. So it's like you can celebrate now. That's fine. You know, I, I think it, I think it was a great thing that it was a changing of, you know, of the guard based on the fact that I felt like Trump said some things that were problematic that kind of galvanized this small, I guess, this sector of people mm-hmm. that, you know, are the same people that will go and shoot at a uh, person at a fucking uh, protest. Yeah, they're 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 galvanizing the Kyle Rittenhouses of the world. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yo, this is not cool. You know, mm-hmm. Um 
you got to get the guy out of there. Yeah. You, you had to get him out. You had to get him out. Mm-hmm. And some people just like, they're, they're going to say things like, well, he didn't do, Obama was more problematic. And it's like, this is not coming from an honest place, bro. Yeah. It's coming from a tribalistic outlook on things. You're, you're, you're not even, you're such a supporter of Trump that you don't see all the things he does that are problematic. Yeah. You only can see something that you don't like in a Democrat, but you never see it within your own party. Mm-hmm. I'm the type that will be, I will criticize Democrats. I'll criticize Republicans, but mm-hmm. a lot of people just don't do it. Yeah. That's real. I, th- I think it's just, it's one of them things where, um, you know, some of the policies we're going to talk about a little bit later as far as laws and, and different things changing in different states and different cities. Um, those things are more important than like who the president is. 100 percent. Yeah. And, it, you know, and we the just local. put so yeah, we put so much stock into who the president is. And the, the president is just like um, the, the brand ambassador for America. That's it. You know, they, they're just fashion over models. Yeah, basically yeah. fashion yeah. over. <laughs> it's a big booty Instagram. <laughs> wearing a random fucking shirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's, it is one of those things. And there's, you know, after the, the whole thing, it, to me, I, I felt like it was, um, I likened it to the Warriors losing in, what was that, like 17 or something when uh, when they was up 3-1 against LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's how it played out for me because Donald Trump is supposed to win. He's the incumbent. You know, he... You know, he had a, yeah. a huge support group and, yeah. you know, he just he just he lost. It. Yeah. He fucked it up. Look, he, he, just, he fumbled so many things that they <laughs> just got him out. Yeah. Um, but and usually they, this is the first time the incumbent lost in like three decades, they said. Like yeah, over it's three, been a while. It's been a while since they lost. Mm-hmm. This is how bad Donald Trump sucks. Donald Trump sucks so bad that he lost to a motherfucker with dementia. Ah, <laughs> where am I? I'm Joe Biden. <laughs> all, all Joe Biden know at this point is his name. That's it. It was crazy too when he came out and uh, he came out before Donald Trump and made a statement. It was like, yeah, hey, we're li- we're liking where these certain states and yeah. certain sectors are uh, going, and we think we're we're going to win, but we're going to let the people speak. And yeah. you know, he came out before Donald Trump said anything, and then Donald Trump came out and he started talking his nonsense. Yeah, it was crazy. It's completely wrong. It's something's wrong here. I, I, I mean, all the stop counting the votes. <laughs> this is how you know this guy is so full of shit. He's so full of shit because if you stopped counting the votes, right? He wanted to stop it early. You can't just stop people from. It's just this is common knowledge. You cannot yeah. just stop counting votes. Like he was that. losing a lot of the time anyway. So yeah, if they stop counting early, then you wouldn't win anyways. You lose. Yeah. So if you stop counting, you lose. If you keep counting, you fucking lost. Yeah. Just accept that you lost, man. Yeah. He's a sore. The thing I will say that was there was some conservative outlets that was basically saying like, "Yo, Trump, you need to take your loss on the chin." Yeah, they were. Yeah. yeah. It was, so. Even some uh, pundits on Fox News were saying, uh-huh. "Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous." And man. they also were saying it was extremely. Um, I can't think of the word, but inappropriate for him to say that he won. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, dang, this is this is really a strange yeah. time, you know, when people were, you know, being critical of Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah. I think he I think Donald Trump, what I really encourage everybody to do is go buy a Trump hat. And I know you're gonna be like, Why? Why would you buy a Trump hat? You need to buy a Trump hat because Donald Trump has changed the landscape of politics forever. Ever. Like there will it will, he will always be known as that motherfucker that was like uh, a glitch in the matrix. Yeah. You know, and in the next 30 plus years, that Donald Trump hat's going to be worth a lot of fucking money. I, ah, yeah, that's true. I, I strongly suggest people to go out and Slaying get it on eBay. Even if you don't fucking like Donald Trump, buy like two of those hats. Mm-hmm. 
because I'm actually going to go buy one just to have it. I need a real one, though. Yeah, I need a real one. A real authentic authentic Donald Trump hat. You know, and then I want to kind of like low key wear it as a social experiment. Ah, don't do it. <laughs> Reconsider. I might get attacked by Antifa if I wear that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nah. I, one thing that I uh, that I realize is like um, symbolism is not what it literally is, but it is what the world thinks it is. Right. So the MAGA hat to. Um, to a conservative when the whole make America great statement, mm-hmm. it may have been like a innocent statement. Like we want, mm-hmm. like maybe the, the, there's a group of people that felt like Left Barack out. Obama. Yeah. They didn't do, he didn't do a good job. And in, in some cases that is true because like I was, I was telling you off air that when mm-hmm. I went to um, New York, um, some year, like two or two years ago now, uh-huh. a whole bunch of businesses shut down. And like, there's a whole middle class of America that despised that, that run at a presidency, you know, that eight years of uh, Barack Obama being in office. Uh-huh. Um, so in terms of that, you know, there were people looking to, um, you know, for a president to like bail them out of those situations and, you know, get people back on their feet as far as like the middle class. Um, so in that case, um, if, the, if that is your definition of make America great again, that that's okay to me. Mm-hmm. But what happened was there's a lot of people and especially, you know, radio personalities right. and, and uh, CNN or not CNN, but different um, news outlets. Yeah, fucking wrestling ball and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, uh, no, not, not conservative. I'm talking oh, about liberals. Liberals, liberals okay. they created this narrative Where for make America go. great again. That's true. And that it turned into what was, they, that technically was like factual. So. True. Um, that yeah. was just one thing I had thought about that's true liberal a lot of liberals or uh left-wing political pundits were like so making america great again is are you trying to say like basically that slavery was when it was great exactly and it's like and everybody ran with that yeah. narrative and to me i was just like you know i don't i don't see the connection there nah, but you, you know i can't be the person that's like i'm gonna wear a make america great again hat even though the the statement is kind of like the statement on the surface is not that bad. No, like, really we not. want America to be great. Right. You know? I just think the again part is where people ask the questions. But not only that, but not only asking the question, but they're also insinuating something with the question. Yeah. Like, oh, so you insinuating it was always great when they were oppressing women? Or was it great when they were oppressing black people? Uh-huh. Or was it great when they were oppressing turtles? You'd be like, yeah. what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Turtles yeah. have never been oppressed in American history. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> that was this weird, like, rare, uh, this, like, bright yellow turtle that was, like, floating around the internet. It looked like mustard, but it was just weird. I would have to show you a picture. It's a turtle? Day. Yeah, it was a turtle. It was, like, a super rare turtle they found in some random country. Oh, wow. Yeah. It looked, like, low-key, like, like, a little bit brighter than those, uh, a little bit more yellow than your headphones. But, oh, yeah, wow. That's crazy. I used to point at my head. I was like, what the fuck are you getting at, man? <laughs> 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 yeah. What else is hilarious, too, is is I, I got a lot of like uh, buddies that work in the oil fields, but they're like right wing guys. People that yeah. work in the oil fields feel like they're obligated to be conservative for some reason, Yeah, you know, because of their job. 
and yeah. you don't want to be the only liberal on her on a rig. Right, right. So I've I've seen their poster like this is fucked up, man. Biden gets in, I'm gonna get laid off. I might as well just you might as well just quit my job or whatever. Yeah. I'm thinking like motherfucker, you've been laid off in every administration. Yeah. You work in a job where part of your job is getting laid the fuck off. Yeah. Shut up. Just mentally prepared to get laid yeah, off. Yeah, shut up, dude. You've been yeah. laid off during the Bush administration, Obama, yo mama, every uh. fucking <laughs> every fucking administration you've been laid off yeah. don't act like this is just gonna happen because biden got elected yeah they're that nonsense dumb shit man yeah people all the people automatically turn into alex jones as soon as fucking <laughs> biden won yo yo alex jones real talk that guy needs to i don't know what's wrong with him man he uh-huh. needs to get some type of medical attention why what happened because he'd be looking like he about to have a stroke when he starts talking oh he'd be like, like yo dude yeah. Alex Jones needs to get a fucking. He sounds like he's like on a pacemaker or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know the funny part? I feel like a lot of uh, a lot of conservative conservatives kind of went away quietly. Like there's a Trump in the in the building. We we have our podcast in. There was a huge Trump flag just waving in the air. Yeah. Um. Basically, all all uh, um, what you call it. I don't know. Basically, this whole season, as yeah, far the whole as like, election, yeah, whole election season, it was just waving in the air, huge flag. It just popped popped up out of nowhere, and then I come into the office yesterday, and um, it's just gone. It's nowhere to be found. Yeah, some people. I mean, some people. They look. Some people are very level headed. They say, "Look, I'm not gonna be the person that's combating the election and saying that it's rigged and all of that. It's mm-hmm. over." Yeah. You know, a lot of conservatives are like, well, I mean, we didn't get it this time and it is moved on. And yeah. I mean, what was cool is they took down the Trump flag and they replaced it with a very um, conservative uh, white power flag. And ah. I, I think that, that was fine. <laughs> by me. A little bit more appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be crazy? Yeah. You show up and it'd be like a, a white power flag. You're yeah. Like, Damn. That's crazy. I'm in the wrong building. It's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's one of the things I feel like we just have. I think um, we we almost don't even, even treat politics like politics. We treat politics like sports. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of strange because this is like this is real life stuff. This exactly. is not, you know, uh, the 49ers losing in the Super Bowl. This is like yeah. policies that actually affect your life. When the yeah. 49ers lost, I was sad. But I woke up the next day and I, you know, went on with my day. Yeah. So, yeah, that's very true. Mm-hmm. I, I think that. um What's crazy too is what you're, and this is completely, this is attached to it, but I don't mm-hmm. want to go off on a tangent too much. But you're starting to see like celebrities that randomly endorse like Trump or other people, and it's like it's all a game. Yeah, I think that that what they realize as politicians is that there are other people of influence that could persuade votes yeah. or can sway voters. And one was Lil Wayne, but I guess Lil Wayne was only there for some type of whatever, mm-hmm. I, and um. He had posted something about the president, mm-hmm. and it seemed like it was copied and pasted. Yeah, yeah. It didn't look like it was something mm-hmm. Lil Wayne would say. I just think he's under the under the influence of syrup so badly. Ah, uh, okay. yeah, codeine. Yeah, this nigga Lil Wayne has three long dreads. They just look nasty. I don't know what the fuck's going on yeah, with Lil Wayne. He got a little going on. So oh yeah, like, he's losing his hair. This motherfucker's yeah. turned it into he's turned it into a ghoul or something. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. Yeah, the intervention for Lil Wayne, man. We we have to also realize, like, as far as conservatives go, like some celebrities we just don't care about. We like their art, 
but we don't care about their opinions. Yeah, I don't need to hear your opinion on politics. Just yeah, we don't care about what Little Wayne says about the president. Yeah, Lil Wayne was when Lil Wayne was uh Lil Wayne was reached for comment and here's what he said. I mean, like the president is not so bad. You know, he just gave him his hands. Yeah, I'm Moolah, baby. <laughs> and we, I mean, we, <laughs> we also know that Little Wayne is pretty conservative. Like he has yeah. a lot of statements that he said about police and yeah. you know people not being racist. Like we we understand where Wayne stands yeah. as far as this these politics go. Yeah, that and uh, Lil Pump popped up. I think Lil Pump's thing was about the money. I think that there was money offered because uh, I was listening to the podcast the other day of Brilliant Idiots mm-hmm. uh, with Charlemagne, and Charlemagne mentioned that he was offered six figures to make an appearance somewhere, um, and he turned it down just yeah. because he, you know he's not going to do it for the money. You know mm-hmm. he didn't want to he didn't want to show up. So I think that Lil Pump, especially during the quarantine, a lot of artists are not touring right now, or however they make their money, they're not really making it like that. And Lil Pump had money, but no, just rappers be stupid. They just stupid. Yeah, yeah. I think he he probably squandered his money away or did yeah. something dumb, and uh, he got a call from the Trump administration like, um, Little Pimp, um, you can come to my last rally before uh, the uh, uh, the election. Yeah, you may get COVID. You may get COVID, but I beat COVID. Okay, <laughs> I'm sure you could beat COVID because you're a rapper. You're tough. Okay, mm-hmm. and I think that's what happened. I think yeah. he gave him some money, man. I think that uh, little little pump's bag got low because mm-hmm. he didn't even it. sound genuine when he went up there. He's like, um, yeah, you know, the president, whatever. He and did a good job. He did it, and, and don't don't vote for Sleepy Joe. And it's like, dude, I cannot. Trump did a great. He did great over the last four years. He brought our troops home. It was just like it was he just that, throwing stuff out there. Throwing stuff out there. <laughs> he did a great job. Uh, he lowered taxes. Uh, it's like man, he need the money, man. You could tell yeah. just like those black women that were um, they were on stage talking for Trump. Those two bigger black women was like, we gonna build that wall. We gonna do this. We gonna do. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? That shit was so fake. That got paid good money to do that. Yeah. Then it was one lady that was Latinos for Trump, and she just sound like she didn't even like she was out of her element. Yeah. I'm not saying you can't be Latino and be a Trump supporter. That's fine. I've, it's, I know a, quite a few myself. But the Florida. way that, not, yeah, Florida. But this, this lady, I think she was Mexican. She's like, the president is great. And I'm like, this just is forced, man. Yeah. I've this seen doesn't a, seem, it does not seem organic. I seen a huge uh, Viva Trump flag uh-huh. when I was going to uh, Wimbledon's Preserve. Oh, a yeah? few weeks ago, yeah, I was like, "Dang, y'all really out here? Yeah, out here, bro? Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't have to, man. It's your political decision. Is yeah. don't worry about what anyone has to say because I'm not going to chastise you for whoever the fuck you voted for. Because mm-hmm. to be honest, if you voted for Biden, you can't really say you proud about that. Yeah, like, you can't be like, "This right, I voted for Biden. That's right." Mm-hmm. And then you gonna watch one of fucking Biden's interviews and gonna be like, "America." It's your only from the man, yak. It's your from the man, Come on. <laughs> I'd uh, like to get to know ya. Put a hurting on ya. You'd <laughs> <laughs> be like, uh, uh, um, President Biden, was that was that Missy that you were reciting her lyrics? Like, like I said, America, it's your only from the man, yak. 
I'm dead. Oh man, Biden seems like he he's gonna say something stupid again, dude. He's gonna say a lot of dumb shit. He's gonna be the most roasted president in American history. <laughs> he's gonna say something. America, by the time I'm done with this election, no, by the time I'm done with my term, I'm gonna be black. <laughs> America. By the time I'm done with this term, I'm going to have a big black dick. Vote for me in the second term. Big black dicks for America. Oh, man. I'm just a kid out of Scranton. A kid out of Scranton with a black dick. Vote for me. <laughs> oh man. Oh man, that was crazy. <laughs> Kamala Kamala gonna be sitting there like, oh goddamn. Kamala has taken the role of 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 uh Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. Basically, because she's like basically this guy's t- caretaker now. Yeah, yeah. She's like, Joe, don't say that. <laughs> what I found hilarious is they showed a video on Instagram of Kamala calling Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Joe, we did it. Mm-hmm. Like, wouldn't Joe know first? Yeah. Is this nigga living a dungeon and not know the fucking? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Joe, put your shoes on. <laughs> it's time to go out and be president. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, oh, that's man. funny oh man the joke on for the most of most of that term joe is gonna be in a rocking chair just chilling <laughs> kamala gonna be out here doing all the work <laughs> if you voted for biden you voted for kamala bro yeah i hope Straight they up. i hope they both do a good job 100 percent. i think I, I hope also kamala gets to run at being a president too yeah that'd I be think crazy that'd be dope i don't see what disqualifies a woman from being president i don't want to go down this wormhole but let's just be fucking real here we've had one black president and yeah. now we've have a, 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 a black woman vice president and i think that it's a beautiful thing i think that um if this will put us as black human beings in the most elite status in the in the world if we have the first black president of america and then the first black female that'd be that'd be that'd be crazy crazy. (laughs) dang that'd be nuts yeah man (laughs) and then you got joe biden vote for black dicks (laughs) 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 oh man oh man crazy shout out to joe biden man (laughs) (laughs) all right switching gears um boxer adrian broner was in court uh, for some shit he did. Let me go ahead and go through that article really quick. Shed some light on this. Come on, jeez. Adrian Broner got to stop wearing them tight clothes too. Oh my god, he was getting roasted. That nigga got a pot belly too. Yeah, some, somebody said now he said now you got Adrian Broner in here and he with these pants on with a big booty. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn, man! Funny. All right, here it is, man. Um. All right. Adrian Broner arrested claims he has $13 in bank account days after flashing money on IG. 
Adrian Broner was arrested for contempt in court as he claimed he only has $13 in his bank account after flaunting loads of cash on Instagram earlier this week. Boxing star Adrian Broner was shockingly claimed that he had only had $13 in his bank account less than a week after flashing loads of cash on Instagram. The premier boxing champion star was taken into, into police custody earlier on Monday for contempt of court following a 2018 lawsuit regarding Broner's assault on a woman at a nightclub. It is believed that the judge handling Broner's case was fed up with the 31-year-old's antics after he failed to meet several deadlines to demonstrate why he hasn't paid the $830,000 judgment against him. Mm -hmm. All right? Okay. I don't want to read anymore, but here's the deal. Adrian Broner is... Uh, I hate to say this, but he's a disgrace, man. Um... And the reason why I say that is because you assault a woman and you don't pay the fucking money and you're flaunting it on Instagram. I don't condone any disrespect of women. Yeah. Um, based on the fact that obviously me and Keith and every other man, we come from women. We have moms. We have sisters. We have, you know, I'm not the most, you know, the best example of a man ever. However, like I don't I don't tolerate that at all. Yeah. Um, and he's flashing money on Instagram. What, what kills me is why do people think that this is OK? I have no idea. I don't understand. If you don't got it, that's okay. Yeah. I spent most of my life being broke. Yeah. Okay. I've been broke more. <clears throat> I've been, I spent more time in my life being broke than having money. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm not ashamed of that. I'm, I'm blessed to be in a decent position now. You know, I'm not rich, but I will be. Yeah. Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, but I'm not going to be on Instagram flaunting money. Mm -hmm. I know people that make less than me. I'm not trying to be a dick and put people, air people out, but I know people that make less than me, but they be putting money on Instagram. It's like, dude, you don't even got it like that. I, I think that, I think that money for men is the same thing as a big ass or big titties for women. Yeah. You know, when women got nice titties and nice asses, they're going straight to Instagram. Yeah. They're going to find every angle to get those titties. They're going to find every angle to put that booty on that platform so mm -hmm. you can see it. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's their that's their claim to fame. But, you yeah. know, with men, obviously, we don't have all we got is dicks. So we mm -hmm. can't pull our dicks out. So all we could do. <laughs> yeah. All we could do is pull out wads of cash and hope that that impresses people. Yeah. Like that's garbage to me. What's it? What the way I I'm not saying the way I impress people when I impress anyone, it's not intentional. Mm -hmm. The way I live my life should be impressive enough. Mm -hmm. Who I am, my personality, the podcast, the business I'm trying to grow, you know, what Keith does, whatever he like, that should be impressive enough. Mm -hmm. You should have a catalog as a man and you should be multifaceted to where you're not a one trick pony that boxes and you flash money. Yeah. If, if he had something that he was really passionate about and he claims that he's a rapper, you're not you're just an idiot, man. Yeah. You got to grow up. 31 years old. You're too fucking old to be doing this. Yeah. Too old. Yeah. I find it funny. Like, you know, your whole your your name, your nickname is about billions. Right. Um, and you 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 kind of promoted this this getting money persona. Right. Um, and then you go into court and you say you only got thirteen dollars in your account. It's just like to me, like however money however much money you have like at the end of the day being real is gonna get you further than this 100 percent like, money getting persona even if like if you have it cool if you don't have it cool but somewhere along the lines you lying either you lying in court or you lying on instagram and whatever it is it's just like that it doesn't really mean anything to anybody because like you said um i, remember I was watching this uh little interview with jay-z and he was talking about how like 
you know, rappers be putting or people just be putting the, the money phone up. And, oh you know, he's God. like, that's not money to us. And then he then people was taking it as a sign of uh, like a diss or disrespect or something like that. Yeah. But he was like, in reality, that's not money to us. It's like, not. You know, we touching billions of dollars. Right. Um, these people was putting, you know, a few thousand dollars up to yeah. their ears. Like, that's not money to you, us. You want to know how when I when I start making a lot of money, how I'm going to flex? I'm a flex by giving back to the community. People, yeah. people that actually need help. Yeah. I'm a flex by um, opening businesses and giving people jobs and writing people checks. Yeah. I'm going to flex by buying land and buying property. That's how I'm a flex. Not by buying cars. Mm-hmm. And I'm also going to flex by giving back to people who gave me when I gave me things when I didn't have shit. You know? Um, I, if I get a lot of money, I would think about Keith's mom. I would mm-hmm. think about my family. I would think about um, you know, my aunt who, mm-hmm. you know, without her, I, I wouldn't even be in a position I am today. Like I think about that, like that's how I would flex is mm-hmm. by really putting the money in spaces that would help people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like my, I feel like the ultimate flex for me is service to others, mm-hmm. not to myself, mm-hmm. period. Cause if I wanted to please myself, um, well maybe I get a blowjob or something, yeah. but, besides <laughs> that, <laughs> but besides that dude, it's like, yo, it's not a flex when you're putting money on Instagram. Yeah. I don't care how much money it is. I've never seen a dude with a bunch of money and said, oh, my God, I'll never have that. Wow, I'm so impressed by that. Let me hit the like button. Let me be like, hey, man, you the goat. Yeah. Fuck no, man. That's yeah. stupid. Mm-hmm. I see, especially when you know your self-worth. Right. Yeah. That's just like, it's just it's just regular. It's not nothing that's impressive. Especially when it's on Instagram, because, you know, we already know the nature of Instagram is just to paint the perfect picture of yourself anyways. Yeah. Right. Whether you're taking a picture four or five times in a perfect lighting or, there you, you know, go. or you're using your tax returns to show yeah, how to much show money much. You, you have and stuff right. like that. It's like, that's the type of stuff. It's just nonsense at the end of the day. Yeah. And I, I just think like. If we if we really understand the nature of how people get money and then understand also that Adrian Broner hasn't fought in a while and then mm-hmm. he's also lost the last few fights he had. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you start to realize that whole persona is it doesn't even your price is going down, sp- buddy. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, you're, like you say, you're not fighting. And then and then what he was saying was, you know, I'm, I was using some of my friends money. I have yeah. good friends and they allow me to use use their money. It's just like this is a lot at the end of the day. It's just like, man, just like I just for me. I just want all the celebrities that are not conducive to the black community to just kind of wither away. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Because what's happening too, what sucks is we only represent 13% of the population, but then that small percentage, the ones that have the big platforms, they will start to affirm the negative beliefs in stereotypes in black people. Yeah. So if you're a person that has never really hung out with black people and you're watching Adrian Broner, see, look at them. Look what they're doing. See, look at them. Look at them wearing chains. Mm-hmm. Look at them sagging their pants. Look at them doing drugs. Yeah. They don't look at people like me and Keith and use us as an example. Mm-hmm. It's, it's people like Adrian Broner or, uh, or a rapper doing something stupid. And they'd be like, see, look at them. Mm-hmm. There's like a part of the country where there is nothing but like white people that, that don't really interact with black people. And the only time they get to see them is like on a rap video or, or in a professional sport or some shit. Mm-hmm. And I was having a conversation with my buddy. And there's some black people like that, too, meaning that they live in an area that's predominantly black and they don't even see white people. Mm-hmm. You know, um, 
but I was having a conversation with a uh, with a mechanic that I know, and he said like, yeah, I live in. I was basically segregated. He said where I lived, it was predominantly Mexican, and I didn't really see black people like that. I was like, really? He's like, yeah. He said, and then when I would see black people, I would be like kind of on guard because I wouldn't be. I was. It wasn't normal to me. I usually see him like you know rapping or being being an athlete or something. And what was awesome that that he expressed that because it's the truth. Mm-hmm. He said something about himself that most people will not say. Yeah. He just had a lack of um he just had a lack of of knowing someone else's culture. Mm-hmm. So, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but <clears throat> seeing a guy like Adrian Broner it doesn't do us any good. It doesn't yeah. do us any justice, excuse me. Yeah. So, it's really fucked up. Um yeah. but yeah, after he got out of court, he went right back to Instagram and flexed money again. Some money on there. Yeah. He said, see, y'all, I got good friends. See, my friends helping me out, man. Like, my friends. And it's like, it's sad. Mm-hmm. It's sad because you think that you have to still prove things to people, even though you could end up in jail doing this crap. I, I was I was listening to Willie D, uh, OG rapper. Um, He's basically saying, like, yo, the person you don't want to piss off is the judge. The judge has the power to change everything mm-hmm. in that case. So if she said that you you feel like you need to, uh, she wants all the money at once and you don't have it, you're going to go to jail. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. And, and he has enough money, obviously, to stay out of jail. Yeah. But he can't. Yeah. That's stupid. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, why why would you intentionally disrespect the judge? <laughs> I don't I don't see what the point of that is. It, but that's his, his lifestyle. It's flagrant. Yeah, he disrespects cultures. He disrespects, you know, women. Of course, yeah. Um, Floyd Mayweather, his big brothers, family member, all kind of stuff. So it's just like, what? What else do you expect from a guy yeah. like him, Adrian Broner? A lot of men, like, and I'm just, I'm not just saying men only, but people in general. You need to figure out who the fuck you are. Yeah, because not knowing who you are plus success is it. It exacerbates the problem. Mm-hmm. Let's say, for example, you have like, you know some type of psychological problem and then you get some level of success you know you get a great job somewhere you get your degree or whatever mm-hmm. that's not going to change who you really are just because you're successful in a job you're still fucked up in the head yeah you still got problems that's not going to fucking help you you need to figure out who you are like to your core why like why do you exist the way you do yeah I mean, he probably spends more on jewelry jewelry than you know, helping himself. Exactly. Improving his, his self as a human being. I'm just a truck driver out of Bakersfield, California, and mm-hmm. I am in a better position than Adrian Broner. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because I'm real with myself. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm real with myself and who I am as a man. I don't mislead people. I don't act like I'm better than what I am. I don't. Um, everything that you hear on this podcast is exactly the product that you get mm-hmm. in, in person. Yeah. It's, it's exactly who the fuck I am. My problem too is, is I'm true to who I am. So when I meet people or whatever the case, mm-hmm. I more or less have to worry about them being fake because I know what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be me. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> his problem is, is he's being fake and he's meeting even faker people. Yeah, people that are that are clapping and cheering for his fake shit are wake, making the problem worse. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. You got to get it together, man. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I don't, I don't, I really don't understand this idea, like why people need to run to show how much money they have. I, it doesn't make. I any think sense. it's like a, an insecurity that people have. Behind money, you're going to attract all the wrong things. Yeah, if you have, a, you're going to attract the wrong women. 
you're going to attract the wrong everything. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong. Money is good from like a monetary sense to, you know, take care of bills and things of that nature. Yeah. Um, but overall, man, if I'm worth eight million dollars, I don't want you to know that about me. I'm just being real. Yeah. You may look at me differently. Me having a great level of success should not change, you know, the world I'm trying to, you know, have for myself. But if you got eight million dollars and you got to tell people every five minutes, that's just because you're not enough of a person. Yeah, uh, that was a, when I was in New York. That was a situation where, um, and this is why it's important not to not to show people your your hand. Um, there's a lot of you know, p- there's a lot of people in New York getting money for however they're getting it. You know, whether legally or le- illegally, um, it don't even matter. But basically, like you can go to different spots, like um, like little hookah bars and stuff like that. And there'll be people, I seen a guy in there, he was, he probably had, he probably had like $5,000 in his hand. He was just counting through it. And then he paid his bill with cash or whatever. Um, And literally um, the the dudes, they paid their bill, they walked out of the door and then the dude got robbed. And then right after that, um, two blocks over, somebody got shot. And it was just a whole thing. So that's why it's just like, I never understood like why um, you or anybody needs to show how much money they're making. It it's, only, like you yeah. said, it only brings problems. It brings problems regardless of what spaces you're in. Yeah. If, you, if you're, you could be around a bunch of other celebrities, but if you got a bunch of money around, they're gonna be like, why is he doing this? Yeah. If you're in a hood and you flaxing a bunch of money, they will be like, if you got so much money, why are you still in a hood? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. there is no good place to do this shit. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the next time I see somebody doing it, I, I, I really honestly, I'm going to just let them do them. But I just think that you're going to it's a fast track to getting robbed. Mm-hmm. People, a lot of people aren't making money right now. It's still COVID. It's still people have lost jobs. So I, I really think it's, it's really ill advised at this point in time to do that stupid shit. But yeah. I, I don't want to keep beating the same point over the head, though. Mm-hmm. But uh, switching gears. Um, men leaving an imprint on women. The reason why I came up with this topic was based on I had a conversation with this young guy. He was only like 27. Um, and we were just talking about we got kind of got a little conversation about life. And he talked about when he got his his uh, class, a his CDL. And um, he, he brought up, you know, hey, uh, man, when I got my CDL, my girl, she helped me do the test. Um, you know, she she even went out over the road with me, man. I, I did. I did over the road for like almost two years. And for a year, she went over the road with me. We just traveled all, all over the country for free. I was like, well, that's so awesome, man. I was like, yeah, you got a real one, bro. And he was like, oh, we broke up, though. And I was like, oh, that sucks, man. He's like, yeah, I cheated on her. And I'm thinking like, damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, and, I was, and I just I let him finish talking. He said, yeah. And then he kept talking. He said, yeah, you know, I cheated on her with one of her best friends. <laughs> and I was just like, wow. And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I got her pregnant. And I was like, wow. Yeah. And then then as the story went on, he's like, yeah, I'm still with her. And then uh, we had an, we just had another kid recently. Mm. So this guy cheated on his girl with one of her best friends. Then he had a baby buyer. Then he had another kid buyer. And then they got a house together. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking like, yo. That situation definitely left an imprint on his ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Because the amount of pain she went through for loving him is something that's going to be with her the rest of her motherfucking life. Mm -hmm. And women don't admit this shit. 
But when whenever you meet a new woman, you got to this is how I think about it. Like, hmm, I wonder which guy has an imprint on this girl. That's how I think about it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hmm. Every woman, I, this is my personal opinion. Every woman has an imprint from a man that has done something to them that changed them. Yeah. And the imprint works two ways. One is he did something so crazy to her that she could never forget it. Or he treated her really good and she fucked it up. You definitely will have an imprint that way also. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy how like, especially when you're dating and you start having conversations with women you can start to tell like the way that they evaluate men is based on the dude that had the imprint on her. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. like, Oh, so I mean, so do you go to this club a lot? Oh, so do you do this? And even the questions that are being formed are based off of some dude that you, you've never fucking met before. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you can, you can tell. Yeah. And it's like, dude, that, that, yeah, that's the, that's the sad part about the, the dating pool is that you're, your whole existence is um are you do you do this as good as my last partner or do you you do this that i didn't like from my last partner differently right and if they're shades or like fragments of like something similar um it's going to cause a riff in your relationship yeah 100 percent. but what a lot of women need to realize is that you before you move on with anyone you might need to go to therapy or you might need to do something that shakes your perception of men based off of that man. Everything that a woman feels or thinks about in regards to men is based on their world. Yeah. It's based on their world. It's not based on what men really are. Not reality. It's not based on reality. It's based on the men that they've chosen. When women say men ain't shit, it's because the men that you've chosen. Not to mention, the, the men that women choose are really based off of the imprint of the last dude. Mm-hmm. So if you if your if your man was toxic, right? And you was with him for 4 or 5 years and y'all broke up, chances are you're going to be in another toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. Because that imprint has affected how you deal with men. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden there's me. Yeah. And you like me, but the problem is is I'm not toxic and I don't call you a bitch yeah and i don't hit you and shit and then you're like oh no this is i can't do this yeah (laughs) it's just like a lot of the problem you face too is as a man if you're not dysfunctional enough then it ain't gonna work out yeah they kind of drawn to that after so many partners exactly i think for me i i see it like when um you ever been in uh or you heard like teachers talking or something Mm -hmm. and they'll be like you know like at the beginning of the school year, like, hey, you know, I, some of you I've heard of you, some some of you guys before, but I like to give everybody a clean slate. So whatever your teacher said about you last year or whatever, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter in my class. Right. You, know, you got a clean slate. Right. And that's how that's what I think a lot of people in relationships don't do. They don't. Right. Yeah. You're just an iteration of, you know, their last part. Right. Yeah. So that's yeah. the that's the unfortunate thing. But I, I always feel like um like I'm a one of one, a hundred percent. Likewise, so, yeah. So you know what? Even if there's some similarities or whatever, like the way I process information is not the same as like you know mm-hmm. two boyfriends ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you know, yeah. You gotta you gotta learn me. Don't like there you go. Don't base me off of whatever dude. You exactly. Know what I mean? Yeah, because what happened is this, like. <clears throat> With me, I'm a, I'm a thinking person and I'm very analytical. So mm. 
Um, if let's say, for example, I could sense when an argument is about to ensue. Yeah. Like, well, that's what, when you did that, when I mean, I said that, whatever. Mm -hmm. And her last dude would be like, bitch, I told you, you know, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be like, all right. Mm -hmm. And then she just going to be sitting there waiting for something to happen and nothing's happening. Yeah. And then she's going to cross her arms and just be mad. Yeah. (laughs) That make me make you more mad. Like, why aren't you arguing with me? (laughs) Why aren't you beating my ass right now? (laughs) (laughs) And then out of nowhere, Joe Biden come on. Come out of nowhere like, vote for black dicks. (laughs) Get out of here, Joe Biden. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't think enough women know that about themselves, though. They don't realize that the men that they choose or the imprint that men have had on them affect their current relationships. Yeah. They just have this expectation of arguments or expectations of being cheated on or expectations of being lied to Mm -hmm. or insecurities. Where are you at right now? Where are you at right now? Mm -hmm. Um, Call me. Shit like that. And it's all based off of shit that has happened. Mm-hmm. And like you mentioned something that's a key, a key thing that you said, you got to get to know me. Yeah. That's the only way you will get to know me mm-hmm. is if you get to know me. And by the way, you need to know, you need to figure out who you are. Yeah. You got to get to know you also. You got to get to know yeah. you because a woman that does not know herself <laughs> is going to be a problem. Yeah. If you I, Go ahead. I was just thinking like, you know, as far as like an example of getting to know a person, like maybe your ex, your ex-boyfriend when he hadn't texted you in a long time, he was probably out doing dirt. There you go. But then this new dude, he hadn't texted you, you know, all day. But in reality, he on a truck. He working. There you something. go. And it's just like two exact, you know, the exact same scenarios. Right. But one is for different reasons. So. You're creating a parallel where it's not a parallel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just it feels that way because <clears throat> your experience has molded your perception of men. And yeah. That imprint, dude, I'm telling you, there is an imprint that you cannot shake. Why do you think it's a lot of women that will cheat and when they cheat, it's with an ex, even a dude that was toxic? Mm-hmm. It's not because the dude's dick is so much better than yours or so much bigger than yours or he's doing this or that. Mm-hmm. It's because when a man has an imprint on a woman, he, he has he, a dick print on a woman. Yeah, he got a dick print on her for sure. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but he um, it's almost like home. Yeah, that that guy may be dysfunctional, but it feels like home because they normalize his toxic behavior so much that now, like when they cheat with him, it feels like they didn't really cheat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It just feels like home. Like when you walk in your house and you smell, you know, whatever smell you got at home, you smell like pumpkin spice or whatever the shit is. Yeah. That's that's how a lot of women operate. Shout out to all the white girls out there. Yeah. Shout out to the white girls with the pumpkin spice. Shout out to Joe Biden. <laughs> Vote for Black Dick. <laughs> oh man, yo, that shit, yo, that would be the craziest shit ever. If Joe Biden really said that. I'd be like, Joe, come on, man. Oh um, man, imagine the next Black president that really has a chance of winning. He says that. You know, he he endorses the next whatever, Davion yeah. Johnson or uh-huh. something. Vote for Black Dick. <laughs> <laughs> After having a conversation with my friends in Scranton, I decided that we need more black genitalia in the in the White House. Not enough black genitalia. We need more. 
man. Black people would just be like, oh my God. That's why. We got to vote this guy out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Trump ain't never say nothing like this. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, blacks for Trump. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. That's crazy. Yeah. But you get my drift, man. Mm-hmm. It, it, for all the ladies listening to this right now that are in complete denial of what I'm saying, take a, take a moment to look at yourself and why you do what you do with men. Think yeah. about how for, for every dude that you've wasted his time or for every dude that you've actually been with or whatever the case, there is a reason for that. It's not just based off of, you know, how the dude was. It's based off of this prime example. Like I mentioned that dude that cheated on his girl and then got the girl pregnant and then they had a kid and then they moved in together. Imagine what that did to her. Yeah, she's scarred. She is fucked up. And I've seen girls get treated like that. And what happens with them usually is they turn cold. Yeah. They went from this loving, big hearted girl. And now they they just out there being a hoe now, sucking dick, just fucking everybody. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And they don't care about men. They just out running the streets. And it's it's based on the fact that they have not coped with, you know, the high level of intense pain that that guy put them through. Mm-hmm. And every dude after him is getting the shittiest side of her that they can get. Yeah. And that's the truth, man. Yeah. This is not only true for, for women. This is true for men. But also. Um, yeah. You said that statement that you said earlier, as far as like those those women <clears throat> making those um, generalized statements, like all men do. Yes. All men are cheaters. Or all men are this. It's yeah. not true. It's, it's not, not true. At all. Not. It's just hyperbole. And yeah. there's some guy out there that will treat you good. It's just about um, knowing yourself. Yeah. Just understanding human beings, you know, and knowing that if a, if a person is treating you a certain way um, more times than not, he actually loves you. Or yeah. if he's treating you a certain way more times than not, he doesn't actually care about you, but he's mm-hmm. just in this relationship for the sake of mm-hmm. having somebody to come home to. 100%. So, this is about like, you know, and, and knowing yourself. I think if once you know yourself, um, the ability to discern human beings or, you know, I it's think the more easier. you, yeah, the more you know about yourself, the more you know about other other yes. people. So hundred percent. I'll be sitting there on a date thinking like, oh, okay, she's trying to waste my time. Okay. I see. Yeah. Oh, that's a huge red <clears throat> flag. All right. Yeah. 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 I'll just be chilling, being smiling through it. Like, oh yeah, yeah. But I know like there's something extremely wrong with this woman. Yeah. Something's off. Something's not right here. Yeah, and you know pretty fast too. You're like, oh, yeah. um, this is a potential girl- girlfriend, or this is just uh, you know hit it and quit it. Situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- this is a potential girlfriend, or a hit it and quit it, or it's mm-hmm. just a chick wasting your fucking time. Yeah, and you can you could decipher between those things while you're sitting there listening. It's like you it's. It's like you, I won't say you're psychologically breaking the person down, but you've been around enough behaviors in your life to see like, mm, okay, I see what's going on. Oh, okay. Now it's making sense. Okay. She did that for that. Ah, okay. Yeah. You and, can't really turn it off. Yeah. You and can't. Once you have this, it's like a th- your third eye is yeah. like open, you know. Your third eye is open. And then by the end of the day, you, you kind of have an evaluation between like, okay, you know, oh, that was a red flag, but it wasn't so mm-hmm. bad. You mm-hmm. know, everybody has that one, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like, oh, OK, this is cool, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it just comes with, you know, like you said, having that discernment, you know, yeah. having that experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, um, this is a public service announcement, folks. Um, if you've been extremely hurt in your life, um, make sure you take the time to look at that situation or those multiple situations 
and figure out how to move past them. Because if you don't, you're going to be that same person the rest of your life. And that is scary. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think I could speak for myself <laughs> um, and most men that have their feelings hurt. They come out two ways. They either come out like me, the guy that got his feelings hurt and cried about it and learned from it. Mm-hmm. Or and actually did the work on himself to you know get past the situations yeah or you could be like you know like a too short um bitches ain't shit yeah that's the only two ways that a lot of men react to it yeah you know too mm-hmm. short ain't start out like that somebody had to hurt his feelings yeah <laughs> you know what I'm some woman hurt that man's feelings you can't be walking around calling everybody a bitch yeah that shit ain't cool that's not. Man. Yeah, <laughs> that ain't that ain't. Yeah, what's what's cool about doing that? I feel like the more I, the older I get, the more I, uh, conservative I am with uh, the music that I really 100%. appreciate. Because it's just like some of those the messages in those songs. It just be like, bro, like why am I listening to this? Yeah, this is too much. Yeah, punch her in the face and make my money yeah. eating some honey buns. And like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you ever mention honey buns and calling women bitches in the same sentence? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's crazy. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Switching gears. Um, gray sweatpants season. I think we've had a con- I got some on right now. <laughs> yeah, I got some sweats on too. That's crazy. <laughs> it's a house full of sweats over there. <laughs> studio full of sweats. Now, um, I, what's funny too is I think there's this narrative that men, um, you know, that they, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They objectify women. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's true. You know, men do dumb shit like, you know, whistle at women and, you know, whoo girl, Hey, what you doing? Whoo. And all this shit and look at them like a piece of meat. That's all true. However, I think it's more of a human nature thing than men doing it because women will be looking right at your penis and they don't feel bad about it. They even be having like, Ooh, girl, this gray sweatpants season. Mm -hmm. Hey, Mm -hmm. right. They are literally happy to look at dick. Like, here's the difference. <laughs> With women, you can see what kind of breast or booty they got just, just based on, like, that's just how it works. Yeah. But they don't know how big our dicks are, yeah. right? So when we wear sweats and we don't realize it all the time, if we're showing a little bit of dick, they're like, ooh, look at him. <laughs> showing a little bit of dick. You could, man. You could be having a good day. Sometimes you have a good dick day. And then- <laughs> Sometimes I'll have some great sweatpants on and I'll be like, oh, I'm just, this is a normal day. You know? <laughs> it's just a regular day. And then sometimes you walk in the mirror and you be like, damn, I'm showing that much dick? God damn. <laughs> oh, is this what everybody sees? What That's the fuck? That's funny. <laughs> yeah, man. So I guess it's, it's, it's a woman's way of innocently um, checking out the hardware. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Before yeah. they, you know, it's almost like a test drive when you get a used car to mm-hmm. make sure it runs good. But instead of driving a car, they look at a dick. Yeah. 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 I think uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things like like you said, it's usually it's one sided uh, narrative as far as like, you know, men uh, objectifying women. But it, it goes both ways. It's not a gender specific thing. No. And then also like. You know, this is like a total tangent, but like men do it to other men also. Like how? Like gay men be like, mm, that nigga thick. (laughs) (laughs) Adrian Broner. That was funny. Like AB about booty. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. Yeah. But but that's true. I think um, I I just don't like that narrative as far as like 
acting like uh, women are are completely innocent. And you nah. have stories, you know, at your oh, previous yeah. job of you know yeah. women doing a bunch of inappropriate, oh, yeah. things. super inappropriate, married women too. Yeah, yeah. So it's like one of those things where it's like we we just have to we just have to be honest with ourselves. I think yeah. that's the, the the main thing that I want to get get out in this conversation and then just overall with our podcast right is that y'all be lying to yourselves on a consistent basis oh yeah and it's just a bunch of hyperbole that you be spewing 100%. but the, but then the, that hyperbole starts to turn into what you would deem as like factual yeah but it's just not that's not the case it's not at all not the and you and women know this also <laughs> when they get with their friends and they have these conversations that are different from what they put out in the world yeah so they could say like oh that's so gross i don't want to see that oh don't send me a dick pic that's just disgusting oh but they will go right out in public oh look at that dick yeah they're they're looking at that like the way women look at penises in public is almost like the uh what the fucking uh, uh nat geo mm-hmm. like right now you see a 27 uh, <laughs> year old male with gray sweatpants on <laughs> She's hunting down her prey. She can see the tip of the penis through his sweats. She's moving in for the kill. She's opening her mouth. (laughs) (laughs) That's just, it's just, look, man, like, I think what, what my biggest, I think what my primary goal of this podcast is, is to speak like speak reality into this microphone. Yeah. Because people have this way of living that is, you know, um, very politically correct. Yeah. But we know goddamn well what, like what you really, what people really want or what they really see. Yeah. Right. What's that statistic? I don't remember the the actual numbers, but the, uh, the amount of time someone lies in a conversation. Oh, it's a lot. Yeah. And I think that when, here's the thing too, when you work on yourself and you actually are doing the work mm-hmm. and you don't have to lie about what you're doing, like in regards to whatever it is, this podcast or the business you're trying to start um, or whatever it is. And that starts to bleed into all your conversations where you're not trying to impress people. You're just who you are. You can start to see people trying to one up you in mm-hmm. conversations mm-hmm. and it's not even genuine. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're doing that. Well, yeah. Well, I do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I know about that. And you're like, no, you don't, motherfucker. You don't know shit. Yeah. They, <laughs> just, talk, they just talking. Or like when you're talking to women, they try to make themselves more interesting than they really are. Or they mm-hmm. will, you know, do certain things that are very disingenuous. I pick up on it quick. Yeah. Like I pick up on it real quick. Mm-hmm. But not to go off on a tangent. Let's get back to the gray sweatpants. <laughs> um, another conversation I seen was. um. Well, you shouldn't be coming outside in them um, in those whole pants if you don't expect like no. They, they, I heard some chicks say like, "Don't be coming out in gray sweatpants if you ain't got a print or whatever it was." God, and I'm thinking like that's almost the same thing as you know men trying to say tell women like, "Well, if you don't want attention, you shouldn't be dressing like that." It, that's the same thing. It's the same, same thing. Yeah. So for all the women that disagree, think about this. Think about it. Think about how many times you've looked at dick. Yeah. On a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Women stay looking at dick too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You sometimes you don't know what's going on because you're you're just a guy. You're just moving. You're not thinking about is my penis showing through my pants? Mm-hmm. Am I wearing the wrong underwear? Mm-hmm. You know? You're not thinking about that. Mm-hmm. But then you don't realize it that your penis looks like a juicy orange on a tree. <laughs> <laughs> they wanna they wanna grab it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
may go right to their cell phone with the uh or you know even when those you know certain people post pictures <coughs> mm-hmm. and they working out or they got their little you know basketball shorts on or something like that you uh-huh. know it'd be certain girls either sharing it with they the other friends and uh-huh. in a direct message or it'd be girls that even bold enough to put like a little eggplant eggplant emoji pictures. in the picture yeah that uh, yeah that's just too much yeah it's like come on man because yeah. the thing about it is imagine this imagine this right Imagine if a girl posts a picture of, you know, you know, the typical picture that's above, you know, above head picture mm-hmm. where she's kind of looking up and you see the, the, these huge tits sticking out mm-hmm. and you go in the comments and you'd be like, dang, you got some big ass titties. Yeah. She's going to be melon, like, you put the melon emoji you, under there. She's like, why would you ever disrespect me like that? That is just ridiculous. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what the picture was posted for. Yeah. Right? That's what it was posted for. Yeah. Or like, just don't say anything. Uh, you said something that had me busting up. It was on an old episode. This is on episode uh, seventy-eight. Mm-hmm. You was like, you was like, girls with big titties don't like you really looking at their boobs. They'll be like, oh my god, you can look, but like, don't stare. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've heard that before. <laughs> it's like, come on. Yeah, you, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. It's just like, you know, you, you strategically. I remember I seen this girl, and she was like. She was, po- I forget in what capacity we were in each other's presence or right, what, right. but she had, she was posting a picture and she was literally having the conversation like, is this too much boob? Is this not? Hey, shut it's up. just like, what the heck is going Women on? know exactly what percentage of tits they're showing when they go out. Yeah. They know that, you know, when they get 50% tits, that's kind of like, that's not too bad. You know, that's, you know, that's pretty conservative tit showing. But when they get into the 70 percentile, that's mm. when it becomes obvious. Yeah. That's when they like readjusting their titties and shit yeah. to make sure they look the juiciest. They could like pull them up, <laughs> pull them together and shit. Yeah. Or, you know, the girls that's like literally like two centimeters away from having their nipples yeah. out. They know what the fuck they're 98 doing. percentile. They know what they're doing. I've never walked out the house with gray sweatpants on like, oh, okay, I want my dick to look like this. Yeah. No. You readjusting it. Yeah. Readjusting the dick and shit. Just <laughs> so, like, come on, man. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. You would just be out in the world just being a guy, lifting weights or doing something, and they'll be like, oh, look at over there. What's going on? Yeah. Is it's it- funny. I think, like, um, I think, you know, that whole narrative we s- said earlier as far as it being one-sided, like, right. men don't like to be objectified either. True. Like, um, I was telling Eddie a story about this this girl or this woman, actually, that uh, she had called me, and then she I didn't answer, so she left me a message. And she's she's a she's a she does she works in the film industry, and she led her text with "Hello, Mr. Handsome," That's and ridiculous. it was just like why like why what is my me what does my looks have to do with this conversation? Nothing, you know, it has nothing to do with anything. Nothing. Yeah, I think that a lot of women they've a lot of women what they don't <laughs> understand too is they're really cocky in a way because they figure like well, you you almost should be lucky I'm giving you attention type shit. Yeah. And it's like, no. Nobody worried about you. Nobody worried about you, girl. Yeah. You know, but I think that, that women also live in a world where they're constantly being pursued, right? Mm-hmm. So if they're constantly being pursued and they're not really having to give up, women more or less pr- reciprocate. Mm-hmm. Not They don't really always start the, you know, hey, hey I was wondering if you were, weren't busy Thursday night if you'd like to go out with me. Women don't do that shit. Yeah. Never. So when they give you any type of attention, they think you should be cool with it. It's like, nah. Mm-hmm. Especially from a professional standpoint, if I'm trying to get a job or do a work or something, I don't want you to comment on my looks. Yeah. Just give me my money. Yeah. I don't care if you're fucking hot a model. If I'm supposed to do a job, I'm not fucking that money up. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing. 
if there's money involved and you fuck a woman in the in the in the midst of it, you ruined your money. Yeah, you screwed it up. Yeah, because if you fucked her and everything's going good and you decide to stop fucking her, she could get she could get you in trouble for not fucking her no more. Yeah, you you almost you almost have more value when she's still hanging on to that hope. Right. Oh, man, I want to keep him around because this, mm-hmm. and then you getting like four and five jobs in a row, mm-hmm. and you never stick dick in her. Yeah, <laughs> women get impressed when you don't fuck them. Yeah. Yeah, I think some some women even want to be like, why is he not pursuing me? Type yeah. shit. Well, yeah. mainly maybe because I'm trying to make money. Yeah, I'm not thinking about pussy right now. Yeah, yeah, let yeah, get, yeah. Let me get this this check first, mm-hmm. and then we can talk about the pussy. After. <laughs> <laughs> That's foreign territory too. Yeah, like, man. Woman, you know, you know, if you just like, if you don't lead with sex, that's like, true. What the heck? What's wrong with this guy? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You got something in your nose, man. No, it's my mustache. Oh, it's annoying when he goes yeah. up in your fucking... Oh, my God. It's so mm-hmm. annoying. I just trimmed mine up before I got here, man. Yeah, I got to do that. Yeah, because the hair is... Because, I mean, we're both black, man. We got the thick, curly, like, <laughs> coarse very coarse hair. hair yeah. And it will curl back up into your fucking nostrils. Mm-hmm. One day, I thought I had bugs in my fucking nose. I'm yeah. like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> What's crawling in there, man? Yeah. I, the, the most difficult beard in the world is a black guy beard. Mm-hmm. Our beard is just different, bro. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> and then you know the ones that have those pa- those patchy beards, oh, yeah. like they can't grow the full beards. Right. They still be hanging on though, trying to trim it up. Yeah, like, bro, you got to do something with that. Yeah, the beard be looking like a pizza from Little Caesars, <laughs> all incomplete and shit. <laughs> Jeez, all fucked up. Yeah. All right, man. Let's switch gears. Switching gears. <clears throat> Rapper King Von uh, just got shot, unfortunately. Um, just another another case of a young man being gone too soon. But we want to dive peace, man. Yeah, rest in peace to him. But we want to dive into um, some of the uh, some of the things surrounding that case. He was shot outside of a club, but mm-hmm. I've got the article right here. Hold on one second here. Okay, hold on. Where is it at? Jeez, there we go. All right, a rapper King Von uh, shot. <clears throat> And killed outside at an Atlanta nightclub. Um, rapper King Von was one of two people fatally shot Friday during an early morning exchange of gunfire outside of an Atlanta hookah lounge, authorities said. Uh, four other people were wounded by gunfire, according to the Georgia Bureau of Investigations, uh, which was investigating the shooting because the police officers ended up firing their weapons. Two groups of, lo- of men argued in the parking lot around 3.30 a.m. and shots were fired. Authority said patrolling nearby confronted the gunman and shots were fired during that encounter. Police said at this time, our investigators believe King Vaughn was shot during the initial shootout between the two groups of males prior to the police responding and attempting to stop the shooting. Additionally, King Vaughn was not located at the scene, but arrived at the hospital shortly after the shooting via private vehicle. Uh, a statement from Atlanta police said, um, here's a deal. <clears throat> There's nothing good at the club at three thirty in the morning. First of all, mm-hmm. the reason why clubs are dangerous and I don't go to clubs, I'm not I'm out of my club. And here's the thing, too. If you're in your 30s and you're still going to the clubs regularly, you need to grow up. Yeah. Honestly, you yeah. need to grow up. Yeah. There's nothing in the club good for you. You are going to uh, you're going into a place that's unchar. It's like it's a place full of strangers. Mm-hmm. Remember when you were a little kid and, you, and your parents said, hey, don't talk to strangers. Mm-hmm. I think that that. That still applies when you get older, but mm-hmm. in a different way. Obviously, you want to be social with people, but when you're going to a place that has alcohol 
and a bunch of people that you don't understand their temperament, you could be going into the wrong fucking place. Yeah. Not to mention, depending on who you are and how you live, that could be a problem. If you're a rapper and you have a lot of jury on and your music is talking about, you know, what gang you're from. And you're also saying, fuck this set or fuck these niggas and fuck these people. And now you're in a club with some of the very people that hate you. You messed up, man. You were in the wrong place. I'm not I'm not trying to speak specifically to him, but he was in the wrong place. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. he's a young guy. Was he only like 26 or 26? Dude. And also um, me and Keith are going to get into this. But the type of music that you're putting out, a lot of music nowadays is just really bad energy. Yeah. You know, I listen to some of his music. I, I don't listen to him, but Keith said they just check out some of his stuff. And I did. And every song was about how setting somebody up or shooting them or shooting somebody on the street, catching bodies, catching bodies mm-hmm. killing a dude, and then getting head from the uh, dude's girlfriend. And mm-hmm. it's just a bunch of garbage. Yeah. It, it is. I'm sorry. It's garbage. I think at some point, as, as a community of people who listen to hip hop, we got to start phasing that shit out. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm wondering like whose fault is that? Right. Like that we give that negative energy a platform. Oh man, it's just a history of it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Once gang culture um infiltrated hip hop, that's what fucked it up. Yeah. It's crazy too because be like in the early nineties, um, a lot of people that were even gang in a gang, like real Crips, real Bloods. Yeah. You you didn't really know. You kind of had an idea, yeah. maybe the clothes they were wearing, but the music didn't really um, speak to to that. And it, you know, but nowadays it's it's uh, it's it's in the forefront. You know, they have songs saying it. You know, um, it's it's kind of crazy. But yeah, I think um, <clears throat> what we've what we've come to find out about um and and Snoop Dogg said it before about you know the song murder was the case they gave me that type of energy you put out into the world as far as your music it's not just music um i think a lot of these artists tend to feel like you know i'm i'm just putting it on wax and there's no real world right. repercussions for the things that i'm saying and the interesting thing about his situation is he king von moved from uh he moved from chicago to atlanta and i feel like a lot of and i don't know specifically about that situation but um that whole camp i feel like they probably moved away from chicago because of the violence you know it's 100%. a lot of it's a lot of stuff going on in, in in chicago as far as gang violence so i imagine they probably moved away from that just to to live a better life in atlanta 100%. and to almost get engulfed in that same scenario in a whole different city is kind of it's kind of weird to me you i feel like you know that they, they were trying to escape that that situation and i don't know and we don't know how that scenario played out um, on the night of, you know, when he got shot, but just that energy is, is just crazy. Um, we were in the, the car and, uh, uh, my boy Pat, he was, I, I, I hadn't really heard of King Bomb before, Me neither. but, um, Pat was playing his songs and I was just like, dang, this is very aggressive. Yeah. Music. yeah. And he's dissing hoods in Chicago yeah. and different people and just extremely disrespectful in his music. So when, when it when he got shot like it was i was literally at the airport and he sent me the um the little instagram post and i was like dang 
But it sucks for me because I wasn't surprised. There you go. I was like, we've been listening to his music the whole weekend, mm -hmm. and it's aggressive. It's talking about killing people. Mm -hmm. It's talking about catching bodies. And like when I heard it, I was like, dang, I'm, I'm not surprised. Um, it's unfortunate, but I'm not surprised. And it's yeah. unfortunate that I wasn't surprised. Um, but some of the, the uh, I guess, not the backlash, but people commenting and they're saying stuff like, you know, he's gone too soon and he was a father. He was a, a, a boyfriend and I feel sorry for his girlfriend and stuff like that. Like that stuff is too late. Like we yeah. have to start telling these people to start speaking life into their yeah. music yeah. Um, and stop, you know, stop uh, spewing out these narratives of this violent um music it's it's interesting because I'm, I'm doing this documentary on this group uh second to none um some people are familiar with them they they're from compton early 90s uh they came up with dj quick and they real bloods mm -hmm. but you wouldn't really know that in their music that the their music is fun you know they, right. they they make references just to you know having you know having fun going to the club and you know talking to girls and stuff like that but it's not violent they're not talking about you know killing niggas every bar yeah, and like they, they don't have these murder bars and stuff like that so it's just it, it and these guys are pushing 50 now they're 48 yeah. years old 48 and 47 years old so they they're living a good life yeah but you hear it time and time again with these rappers they dying at 24, dying at 25. And it's, yeah, it's like these dudes is way too young. Yeah. Um, Extentacion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's just it's just unfortunate, man. Yeah, man. I, it, it's just, it's all off energy, too. Another thing, too, if you're talking, first of all, if you're not, if you are about that life, then you might want to try to get out of it. And if you are not about that life and you're talking about it, you got to understand that people are going to, they're going to hit you with the same energy that they hear in your music. Yeah. You know, they, they they when they see it in real life, they're going to test you. Yeah, they're going to shit test you. And mm -hmm. if you don't fit the bill, they just probably shoot you. It's real street dudes listening to you, knowing that you ain't about that. Yeah. And then when you come to that city, they're going to kill you. And they, then they, and then they're going to take your money and they take your change and they're going to laugh about it. And then they don't care. They don't. They don't care that you're a celebrity. No. Some people out there, they hungry, you know. They getting affected by, you know, the circumstances that they living in the hood and whatnot. And they don't care if you got a platinum album. They mm -hmm. don't care at all. You just another person to them. The dude that killed uh, XXXTentacion, when he got, when he killed the dude, he later went to Instagram and was putting money on the ground. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it is like a mental illness tied to this. People always feel the need to show money. Yeah. It's like, dude, if you didn't make that money honestly either, keep it off social media. Uh -huh. If you're doing the wrong thing, that's bad enough. But now you want to flaunt? Yeah. Selling drugs is not like my uncle did federal prison time for a drug charge. Yeah. And he'll tell you like, yo, like that shit wasn't worth it. Mm -hmm. It put a strain on his, on the family, all kinds of shit. Mm -hmm. But people act like that's a life worth. And then not to mention it reinforces negative stereotypes. When I hear political pundits talk about the black community has to stop the violence in their areas, they need to figure out what's going on with them first before they could expect people to. And it's like, and then you got rappers talking about it. Yeah. Like, yo, getting, giving them fuel. Yeah. They're, yeah. All they got to do is be like, well, according to King Von, he was laying bodies down. He was still selling drugs, according to his music. The thing, too, about it is that he him and Little Dirk, they um they beat. They beat a murder case. So, 
you know, you would you would think like that would be your wake up call to you know stop stop with the nonsense. And I, you know, like I said, I don't know how that played out in real life, but when Snoop Dogg was saying, you know, I I moved away from that murder was a case sound or mm-hmm. that that tone in my music because I realized like you know guys like Tupac was dying or you know mm-hmm. right after that I actually got a murder case. Yeah, um, and I start preaching. I mean, I start speaking differently in my music. I feel like that should be a wake up call to. All mm-hmm. artists out there. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. I, I think that if imagine if this podcast just turned really dark and every every topic was bad mm-hmm. and we were always talking about how bad the world was, then I mean, then it just I don't know. It's just bad energy. Mm-hmm. That's why we crack jokes to yeah. keep, keep you loose, keep you engaged. Yeah. You know, but some of these guys, man, it, I don't know, man, but I don't, I don't want to beat this topic down too much. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just an example of. um entertaining being an entertainer or living a life that um is not really conducive in the real world Mm -hmm. like in the real world people will fucking kill you yeah they're not they're not playing they don't care yeah they don't yeah it's 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 such a this like this uh mochismo or it's like macho man mentality that goes along with it and um yeah they they, uh, there's people literally willing to sit down yeah. Like because they know that's that's gonna give them more respect in a in their neighborhood or right. in their hood. yeah, and it's with people willing to do something in the name of uh, a famous person. Mm. So there's probably somebody out there that oh King Von is the dude. He's the one that escaped. He's the one that's getting money rapping now. So yeah. I do anything for this man, um, and vice versa. Whatever other rapper, um, they'll do anything. So. This is crazy, man. Yeah, you put your jacket on, man? You got cold? Yeah. I'm not cold, but I'm lukewarm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Keith is weird, man. <laughs> <laughs> Switching gears. Um, We're all a little bit fucked up. Mm-hmm. I think that all of us live with a small amount of, dif- of dysfunction. And what I mean by that is, is whether it's our family dynamic or some other situation that made us who we are, there's a certain level of dysfunction that exists in all of us, every single one of us. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what it is. And some people are just flat out fucking toxic completely. Yeah. But I think we, we all have, we're all a little bit fucked up in a way that some type of relationship with our uncle or mom or cousin or previous relationships or a job or whatever experiences can mold um, who you are and create a certain dysfunction. Mm-hmm. It can create certain trust issues and people and things of that nature. Yeah. And and I and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I keep this in mind um when I'm ever, whenever I'm moving out in the space. Like um when I first got my class A license, I was on a truck with this guy that I never met and he was my trainer. Um and I was on a truck with this guy for like 2 months, like over 2 months. And when you're getting to know people, it, like you could get pissed off at every little thing they do or you could realize like, "Hey, we're all a little bit fucked up." So let me let me see where this guy is off and I could know how to navigate around it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it was a different experience, man. Being on a truck with somebody you never met until you started driving with them and you're on the truck with them for two months and you see all kinds of dysfunction problems. Yeah. Like all kinds of shit. That was red flags. Like this guy that trained me when I was first got my license, the guy was racist, mm-hmm. like a motherfucker. But he always talked about Mexicans all the time. Mm-hmm. And you think because I'm not Mexican that I'm not offended by it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I grew up with Mexicans, bro. And I just I kept it cool because I was like, I don't want to fucking get mad at this guy, mm-hmm. you know. 
Um, and, I, and not to mention, like, as soon as I get off this truck and you get like a Mexican guy in your truck, you're going to be talking about black people to him. Mm-hmm. Like, he's going to be cool with it. Yeah. There was a time where I told him, like, hey, man, you got to stop talking like that, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but he was really dysfunctional. Yeah. And I think that things like racism is also a form of dysfunction mm-hmm. because it's, it's ignorance. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, man. It's, it's a very nuanced uh, conversation just based on you. If you can't identify what what like your levels of dysfunction or where they come from, then it's going to be more of a, a topic that you're on the outside looking in. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think those people with those those strong opinions tend to be the ones that like they don't really they don't really understand that they're the they're the problem. Exactly. Right? The issue. Yeah. Because yeah. I think if anybody um, you got I, if anybody out there and they're listening and they they're that type of person that has a uh, an opinion about Democrats or opinion about conservatives or opinion about gay people or black people or whatever, um, and it's and there's never an issue with you. You gotta you gotta look at yourself in the mirror, right? Because all these sectors of people or all these communities of people that can't be the problem can't be all them. Right. Like, you know what I mean? It has to be something wrong with you also. You're not Jesus. You're yeah. not walking on water out here. So I think it's just up to us as far as like, you know, just recognizing like what's wrong with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like we said earlier, once you realize like the issues that you have and we all have issues as yeah. much as like you can say like as much as me, like I feel like I'm self-aware and I have um, an awareness of other people. And sometimes I feel like a lot of people aren't really that self-aware. Like I feel like I have issues also. You know what I mean? Right. As far as like me thinking I know everything as far as like yeah, you that's know, communicating really, with really people. fucking annoying key. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, it happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or me just being super skeptical of all things. Right. Like it could be something that's right in front of you, and I'm just like, uh, I don't know about that. Like, yeah. let me double check it. Let me fact check it. That's not always bad, though. <laughs> it's not always bad, um, but it is bad sometimes when it's just like it's just you know it's something simple, and I should still would be like, oh, I don't know. But you know, it's not always the greatest quality either. But um, just those type of things. But just you know, me being able to recognize those things is um, kind of going along. I'm with Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Go yeah, ahead, man. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just saying, like, me being able to recognize those things is um, it's important to navigate life because, uh, you know, it's um, this is one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100 percent, man. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I also think that when it comes to being a little bit fucked up, the way that I figure myself out is, is that this is a God honest truth is deep deep inside or in your subconscious you know the answers to why you are the way you are mm-hmm. i strongly suggest everyone to get up in the morning and look in the mirror and say it like verbally like say it look in the mirror at yourself and say it out loud and keep going down a list of the things that you either one um realize that you need work on mm-hmm. or something that you may be dysfunctional about yeah and trust me I'll be God honest. I've I've done this. I've looked in the mirror. I've cried about it. Um, I've grown through it, and I'm doing the work on myself. Yeah, and, and I think that the most important thing about it is is 
if you can look at yourself in the mirror and be honest with yourself, there ain't nobody in the world that can have more of an effect on you than you. Yeah. So I strongly suggest you do this shit. It worked for me personally. Mm. Am I am I 100% am I my higher self yet? I'm still working on that. Mm-hmm. But me being able to be transparent enough to admit that to people is much further than the average person. Yeah. The average person's like, I'm good. I'm I'm perfect the way I am. I'm no, but you're really a piece of shit. No, I'm good and well. You <laughs> hate yourself. You fucking hate yourself. You're insecure. Mm-hmm. You don't like your stomach. Your stomach looks big. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't like that. You know, you got fat arms or some shit. Whatever <laughs> the case. And you don't <clears throat> like that about yourself. But in, in order to um you kind of clean it up by acting like you're the shit mm-hmm. when you hate yourself. Yeah. You know? And it's it's just, I don't know, man. People need to make sure they need to be transparent with themselves. Yeah. Have a conversation with yourself. Mm-hmm. Even if you need to sit down and verbally say these things to yourself. Write some stuff down. Write some stuff down, yeah. man. I think um one thing that is a I think a good thing for a lot of insecure people to do out there is like you know, if you have insecurities about your body or whatever, just look in the mirror and um, just tell yourself, I have a big black cock. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. Dang. That'd be crazy. One of the non-black listeners does that shit. <laughs> I'm going to do what Keith told me to do. <laughs> Oh man! man, Oh, that's crazy, bro. Uh, I was not expecting that shit. That's gonna go down in Trucker's Mind podcast history, right there. I put that in the fucking archives, man. I'm Joe Biden. Oh man, man. that's wild. But yeah, I think that's important. In all, in you know, in all seriousness, I think. Um, just it's <laughs> a tar turn trying to get serious. Yeah, <laughs> oh my god, man! No, but I think, um, but in all seriousness, I think, um, it's it's difficult, like you know, like those self discoveries or those those self journeys that that we have with ourselves and understanding what makes us mad, understanding what makes us sad, and right put in a historical context to it and you know yes. adding the traumatic you know experiences to it yeah. um, it's difficult but i think <clears throat> i think the one thing that we can do in those cases is um when you do we we all know when we're feeling a certain way like it's it's pretty easy for someone to say like i'm sad or it's pretty easy for right. someone to say i'm happy but i think finding the reason why those things are happening is the difficult part. So right. what one person can do is <clears throat> when they recognize something is happy uh, or when something is happening, they can, you know, just jot some notes down. Right. Exactly. So if a person is dealing with some sort of like depression or something like that, and they realize like when they, uh, when they went swimming or something, they were extremely happy. Right. Just jot that down. And then you can, you can realize like, you know, I may be battling depression, but when I get out of the house or when I go swimming or, you know, yeah. do, do some exercise or whatever the case may be, that makes me happy. Yeah. So you automatically have something you can do to like combat that depression when it happens. Yeah. So just 
it's just those little things that happen when you're you're in a space like us, you know, it's easy mm-hmm. for us to, to do these things because you're talking for two hours right. every, you know, every Sunday. And then throughout the week, we're chopping it up also. Yeah. Um, but for some other people, it may be more difficult because you don't have that time to yourself. Yes. You know, you're either, you know, if you are communicating, you're talking on the phone with your friends and it's not really about anything. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, the time that you could be spending alone, you're, you have white noise going on. Yeah. So you, you have music. You got white, white noise. You got Karen's <laughs> around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't be on that playground. You can't be here right now. I'm calling police. <laughs> the white noise. You said it, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. But um yeah, I mean you, you you always you always just have something going on in the background. Um but I think, you know, whether you're cleaning or driving or something, um like, you know, we always say, you know, it's just important to spend some time just thinking, just thinking about stuff. Um, yeah. and I think, uh, one of my friends, I was having a conversation with him and <clears throat> he was, uh, going through some issues in a relationship. And, um, when, one of the things that he was suggesting was just like spending time away from each other, you know? Mm. And then, um, and he was saying like, I think that would be beneficial to our relationship because I feel like my partner has to figure out how much time you talking. Um, not that long, maybe like a week or a few days, maybe three, four days or something oh, okay. like that. But, um, not like a, not yeah. a, not a hall not pass. A, not a breakup. No, no. Just like literally like a trip, you know oh, what okay. I mean? Not, not nothing crazy. Yeah. But like he was saying that cause like, he was like, I feel like my partner needs to, to decompress. Yeah. Yeah. Decompress going to, um, on a, like a. I forget the term of it when they go on that journey. It's like in the Christian faith or something like that. But just that, that um, just go on a journey and just experience the world without mm-hmm. like the, your normal settings that has conditioned you to be the way you are. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like I think, and I think for me, like a lot of that came about when I was traveling, like for, driving 14 hours going to school. You're just thinking, thinking. You just, thinking, yeah, thinking. thinking you seeing the world. You're Welcome seeing, to my life. Yeah, yeah. You're seeing the world. You're seeing land. You're seeing all kind of experiencing, yes. you know, different things. Um, and it's kind of like, you know, your palate is expanding and growing. That's the advantage I have on the average person. <laughs> yeah. uh, being a truck driver has been, um, for me, it's been a, a decent experience in regards. I could look out that window and look at nature. I could, you know, really think and go through a checklist of in my mind yeah. of all the things I want to do, who I am, where yeah. I'm going, the the relationships I have with people, all these things that just on my mind all day. Yeah. Um, I, I'll some there'll be times I just turn off. I'll be listening to a podcast. I'll turn it off or I'll turn off music and I'll just just like listen to myself, to my own thoughts. Yeah. So I think with me, too. Like we were talking about people, everybody being a little bit fucked up. I think what helps me also is is having these conversations with myself. And it's the reason why I say some things that I say on the podcast that most people wouldn't say mm-hmm. because I've learned to be okay with myself. So like there's certain things nobody would really admit. Like I talked about when I was at work, when I was in college and how somebody came and repossessed my car. Or, yeah. People wouldn't say these things. They'd be too embarrassed to say them. Yeah. But when you have had these conversations and you learn about yourself, then it's really easy to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that the work that I'm doing on myself, I say that I'm probably only about I say I'm only about 52 percent done. Yeah. 
And I that's think, that's high. I think being vulnerable is a, like a superpower. It is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. Being vulnerable is a superpower because mm-hmm. you're going to say things that don't put you in the best light. Yeah. But you're okay with it. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times, though, is when you're that person, like, and when you're that person and you meet people and they're not like that, that also makes it tougher for you to be friends with people or to pursue a relationship mm-hmm. because you're so transparent and they're holding things back. Yeah. And that's like, yo, I can't be with a person that's not okay with who they really are. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. That's going to put a, a damper on whatever I'm trying to build with mm-hmm. with whoever, you know? Yeah. But yeah. That's a tough, that's a tough journey. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you when you're trying to find a partner, you're almost expecting them to to yeah, be on your know. same level, and that the same how it wavelength. Works. Yeah, it's difficult. That ain't I think the most important thing is for them to be willing to take that journey. There out. you go. Yeah, yeah. If they are, then you got you a real one. Because what what'll yeah. happen is is like I'll be like, oh man. But I think I'll be. I'm the type of dude that'll be persistent. I'll be like, hey, you know what you was doing earlier? That's disingenuous. That's not who you really are. I know who you are. Make, yeah. make sure you're that person. I, I there was a chick I was talking to before, and I told her that mm-hmm. I was like, I don't. I think that you're doing that because you want to be accepted. She's like, No, I'm not. I was like, Yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah, you are. Don't you shouldn't do that. Yeah, whoever your friends are should be okay with who you really are. Not that uh, you know. That's a uh, yeah. I don't want to get into. You know? it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just the truth, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, switching gears, man. Um. Chasing your dreams doesn't come without a cost. Um, Mm -hmm. And I believe that wholeheartedly. I think that what happens is when you're chasing your dreams, a lot of everything pretty much is going to come second. And and it sounds very cliche, chasing your dreams. What does that mean, Eddie? I hear a bunch of motivational speakers saying it on Instagram. You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) what the problem is, too, is they've diluted the motivational speaking and things of that nature so much on social media. No one's really genuine anymore. Yeah. Just doing it for a paycheck and attention. Yeah. But I think when you talk about chasing your dreams, um, I I really want to change that. I think you're chasing you're chasing an alternate reality. Mm -hmm. You're not chasing your dreams. You're chasing an alternate reality because right now where you what you're living in, you don't really want that to be a reality. Mm -hmm. You want to be in a different space. You want to be doing what you love. Yeah. Which is a whole new reality. So I don't dream about the life that I want. You know, I more or less am working for it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that really makes sense. I got you. But <laughs> but yeah, man. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, it's it's one of those things. Um, I think for us, when you when you start to surround yourself with with different people and you see people, uh, the dynamics in people's relationships <coughs> changing. Right. Um, and not so much myself. Well, I see, I see it for myself, but, um, for myself, I'm in it. So it's difficult to like really, really step aside and see it. But when I, when I recognize the, the time I recognize it in myself, the most is when I recognize it in other people. There you go. So for like, I see some of my friends, like, you know, we, we're pursuing this whole filmmaking thing and, and podcasting and music videos and all these different things. And I'm starting to see like how their relationships are changing, how their mm. friend, their group of friends are changing. The people that they used to hoop with back in the day, they don't really talk to them that much anymore. Yeah. Or, you know, and the people that are in it like <laughs> us are are hanging out more and more often. Yeah. Um, or, you know, like for me and Eddie, like the conversations that we started having before we started the podcast are a little bit different. And it's difficult for me to have conversations with some of my friends when 
they don't they're not on the same wave wavelength you know they're not yeah. talking about building businesses they're Nothing. not talking yeah they're not talking about you know pursuing their goals and stuff like that or you know owning property it's just like you know they're talking about hot topics or females or something it's just not that's not where, I, where i'm at in True. my life right now so that puts a strain on on different relationships yeah so it's just like when you when you're chasing your dreams or you know like that's just a cliche for it but when you're when you're pursuing your goals or you're pursuing, you know, you know, this, this, uh, when you're trying to get to the top or the, you know, of this mountain that this proverbial mountain, um, you're just going to lose people along the way. And the people that are going to stay around you are the people that can, um, adjust or evolve along with you. Um, so I was telling Eddie earlier, it's like, it's when, for me, I'm really busy. So the the easiest way for a person to hang out with me is to do something that um, or is to create a skill or learn a skill that aids me or helps me in something that I'm already doing. Yeah. Not in a selfish way, though. Yeah. 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 But yeah. kind of in a selfish way, because like. It's selfish for you to pursue your dreams in reality. Like it's selfish. For that my, is true. It's selfish for Michael Jordan to be like, I'm gonna work out eight hours a day and not really hang hang out with my kids, or Damn. for Kobe Bryant in the same way, or you know. So it's a but, lone, lonely journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's one of those things. <laughs> like you know, if you are, if you do want to be friends with somebody, the the best thing you can do is like help them with where, where they're trying to get. And it may sound selfish, but you know, it, in reality it is. So for the, the best thing for, excuse me, someone that is friends with Eddie and I to hang out with us more is probably to be like, okay, I'm going to produce the podcast. There you go. Or, that's or I'm true. I'm going to do whatever. I'm going to record the video or whatever. And then, you know, we could chop it up prior to the podcast, during the podcast and after the podcast. And that's on a weekly basis. We, you know, we hanging out Yeah, and, you know, that, or, you know, maybe if we go on the road or we do live shows, that's, you know, that's more time you get to spend with us. But it's yeah. like, yeah. That's a great point. Mm -hmm. I, and I, you know what's crazy, too, is what's weird about it is it's some people that you were probably cool with in high school or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. And you don't hate these people, but you kind of grow apart. Yeah. And it's based more or less off of what they're not doing. And yeah. it's not that you're judging them. It's just that when you want more for yourself, you start to gravitate more towards people who are going in the same direction as you. Mm -hmm. You know, we ain't even got to be doing the same exact things. Yeah. It's just the fact that if you don't have any type of passion or drive, I can't really fuck with you. Mm -hmm. There's some people that'll call my phone and I know they ain't talking about shit. Yeah. Like if Keith gives me a call, I'm like, he must have some topic from the podcast. Mm -hmm. He must have something that he's working on mm -hmm. or whatever. Keith doesn't call me like, What's up? What you doing? Mm -hmm. uh, nah, I'm just chilling. I ain't doing nothing. Yeah. I don't get those calls from Keith. Yeah. Like never. Mm -hmm. You know, there's some people that I get those calls from a lot. That, mm -hmm. And I, it's kind of a downer. <laughs> it's like, fuck, man. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, you got to navigate the conversation now. Yeah. It's like, it's like now you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm just driving or yeah, I'm doing this or yeah, yeah I'm doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Or draw it back to where you can be entertained in the conversation. Right. Yeah. They're like, yeah, earlier I had this big sandwich. It was a real good sandwich. You'd be like, okay, that's good. People really have those conversations. They really do. Yeah. They'd be like, bitch, I was watching this reality TV show earlier, mm -hmm. and I think that so-and-so going to marry him, and they're going to get in a fight. Yeah. Some people call just to, some people just gossip. That's, yeah. that's, oh, God, I can't imagine that. Yeah. 
Yeah, but we don't want to stray too far from the topic. Yeah, I think that um, it, there there is a cost to chasing your dream, and that is it's lonelier. It's it's could be lonely, um, and also the people you closest with, you may go a while without seeing them, or you might have to do certain things that are not, um, uh, are I guess are not in conjunction with um, what they might want. Mm-hmm. You might be doing the opposite of it. Yeah. And it's just, it just is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, if it even, and the thing about it, this is what sucks. I think you should only make those sacrifices when you're chasing your dreams. Cause if you just work in a job and you like not seeing your family and stuff, that's a bad look. Yeah. That's a bad look. Ain't no job worth that. Yeah. Now, yeah. If, if you're doing something that's going to bring up the value of your home and your family, that's different. Like yeah. that's shout out to blue man. Cause Blue talked about working a job, yeah, and how that's what people wanted for him. Mm-hmm. And then he started really going hard on going to these videos, and he's still going hard on it. Mm-hmm. And this this is going to add a lot of value to his family. Yeah, he may be busy a lot and stuff, but it's all going to be worth it. Yeah, so man. shout out to Blue, man. Yeah, for sure. He the one that booked the trip to New York too. So shout out, bringing me along, bringing a little nigga from Bakersfield to New York, man. Yeah, bringing <laughs> bringing a little Biden. <laughs> 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 Keith Biden Jr. <laughs> nah, but yeah, you you're right, man. I think um it's it's one of those things and I was just I was just thinking about it for myself like um just how for me I didn't have a uh like a a hard turn for from for my transition into this whole like uh like end up, I guess like uh, chasing dreams journey or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was more, it was a little bit more gradual. Like I had already planted seeds of, you know, certain things I wanted to do prior to like how busy, I, busy I am now. But, um, just early, I was just reflecting and I was like, I was lucky getting sad about it. Cause I'm like, man, like this is, this is, this is life for me now. Hmm. Like this, this constant going and, it's up to me to try to find this balance to where I can still see you know, like my niece grow up or I can still, yeah. you know, be in touch with my siblings and, you know, still have, um, you know, holidays and stuff like that and still have time to talk to my mom and, and whatnot. But um, it's just just one of those things where um, you just have to you have to manage your time and you have to manage uh and you have to prioritize things. Like you have yeah. to make time for 100%. things that you actually care about. If you don't about. have time, you got to make it. Yeah. Period. Yeah. There's no excuse. Yeah. You know, when you really love or care about something or whatever the case, you're going to find time to do it. There's no yeah. if, ands, or buts about that. Yeah. You know, um, I think. Uh, go ahead. Somebody breaking into your car. I know, right? <laughs> but I think I think also that with this, this journey, what I'm realizing is that um, the, the more... Um, I think the the better you get or the, the more advanced you get in a certain field, the more you're able to say no to things. True. So right now, like, you know, me and Blue and CAC, we went to uh, New York and it was a, it was a great experience. Um, but in reality, like maybe five, six years down the line, we might say no to that gig because mm-hmm. it's like my time spending with my family is more there valuable than that trip to New York. Yeah. Um, yeah. And kind of going back to that, that, you know, build skills so you can be surrounded by your friends or your family or your, your husband or whatever. Um, I was telling Eddie earlier, like about like Jay-Z and Beyonce. Yeah. I was like, I, you know, I don't know anything about their relationship and who right. knows if it's a great one or not. But one thing that they can do 
is they can work and spend time together. They got, you know, probably hundreds of songs that they've created together and they've worked on countless albums, you know, since the early 2000s. They got songs together. So, you know, the one one thing they can do is, you know, they don't have to spend too much time just chilling. They can spend time together in the studio. They can spend time together on music video sets. They can spend time together, you know, promoting whatever, you know what I mean, or touring. You know, they have a couple tours um, together. So it's one of those things where they've created a, a scenario where they can work, make money, and then still spend time together. So yeah, that's ideal. That's ideal. But I think it's still a, a little bit, a little bit unrealistic. Uh-huh. Um, that, I mean, it's chances of you finding somebody that's in the same career path. That's really slim. Yeah. That's like, that's like me finding a, a, a girl that does podcasts. Yeah, but not necessarily like not necessarily podcast, and that's yeah. like you said, that's unrealistic. Like yeah. the chances of a rapper finding an R and B singer, yeah. but just having a skill set that can help one another. There you, okay. So maybe your girl's not necessarily a singer, but maybe she can manage you. Maybe she can you got know, that wop. Yeah, maybe she got that wop. Man is yeah. that wop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe if you're a porn star, your girl is also like a director, so she's. Oh wow! I don't know. I'm just talking. Oh, that'd be terrible. <laughs> if you had a girlfriend that's a porn star, that'd be very uncomfortable. Yeah, it'd be people doing it, man. I couldn't do I it. I don't dude. know how. I they could do not it. watch my girlfriend get demolished. You have elite security when you when your girl is a porn star. You mean what do you mean? Like you're the you're the least insecure person if you can yeah. see your girl getting pounded by a big black dick. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, gotta be black, man? White white cocks matter, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny yeah bro Damn, I, I just couldn't imagine that dude yeah your girlfriend shows up to set you're like all right babe have a good day imagine Damn. dropping your wife off of work knowing what's gonna happen he's getting dicked down jeez meet my friend brian like, yeah oh you guys did a scene together yeah you should really watch it dang you watching it too yeah we're gonna have to break up dang we... or i think a, even a girl that would be weird like if your husband is yeah. It would be difficult for, for for them. That's the same idea, right? Like yeah. they're choosing their dreams over having a realistic relationship. Hmm, that's true. They would rather make money having sex than like having a a real family dynamic. Yeah, that's too much, man. Yeah. Imagine your kids growing up knowing mom's mom's getting some uh some D at yeah. work. Yeah. Jeez. That, and that sucks too. Like it's a selfish thing for that because um you you're you're all over the internet mm-hmm. and i don't know how many of those I, I would doubt that many of those people have kids but you know that's something your kid got to live with that's some you know having their mom is on the internet like, my dad said he wants to meet your mom yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah back blowing out uh, yeah all right all right switching gears uh being punctual matters um what people don't realize is that when you're going into certain spaces um you're going to be on other people's time and it's not just making a it's not just making a good impression it's showing your level of professionalism yeah. right so for example you know me and Keith go where we where we plan on going in the future in regards to media like mm-hmm. right right now a lot of people probably can't see it but I can mm-hmm. like if you just listen to this podcast you're like oh that's a good podcast but I don't I don't see Keith and Eddie doing anything yeah well we don't we don't feel that way about it um <laughs> <All> right <laughs> so the thing about it is is if we meet somebody and they're like, hey, 
uh, we we need you here at 4 p.m. I'm going to be there at 3, 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. Because I know how much I want that opportunity. Yeah. But I'll give you an example of someone who was already successful and kind of acted like that set needed him more than he needed them. Yeah. Um. There was a, a actually it was a snippet off on a Breakfast Club, but it was on. Um, Angela Yee has this new show on Fox Soul, um, where Method Man was talking about how he when he was on the on the show Oz, one day he was real tired and he didn't get up, and then he told him like, "Hey, I'm gonna be a little bit late, but I'll be there." And uh, he basically got like a, a text back stating like, "Oh, don't don't worry about it today. Don't even come in." So met the man scrambling, calling his manager. He's calling all these assistants and people. And then the message finally got back to him and saying that uh, come on time tomorrow and then we'll see what we can do from there. So what ended up happening is, is met the man's character on the show got murdered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's because that next episode. Uh, yeah. The, the, it got. Yeah. Right after that is oh, wow. he got his his character got murdered on the show. Yeah. And it's based on the fact that he did not show up on time yeah and he probably thought he was bigger he's like i met that man i'm gonna lay in the bed yeah you kind of get the sense of entitlement mm-hmm. like you feel like you're entitled to lay in the bed because you're this successful hip-hop artist mm-hmm. when in actuality that set will go on without you this is a this ain't rap it's a machine this is a machine mm-hmm. you fuck up they will get you out and they'll find a way to still make a show what's the name jason mitchell that was on uh the shy mm-hmm. they're gonna find a way to get him out of there yeah well they already got him off i don't know who they're gonna replace him with though they probably won't replace him. They'll just write him out. They'll write him out? Yeah. I haven't seen the new season, but I think it's it's one of those things where they don't really say much about it. They just kind of move on. Write him out. Mm-hmm. And when they do bring it up, they'll be like, yeah, you know, Jason, he moved out of the state. I don't know where he's at. Mm-hmm. They'll talk about it briefly at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. And then he'll just be out of it. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I think, I think punctuality is something I had to learn because I feel like, you know, a lot of our behaviors is uh, – is created by you know our families or you know there are our older uh siblings or older relatives and whatnot um and being on like if you think about it like when when it comes to um thanksgiving christmas all of our family gatherings and stuff like that Mm -hmm. where it's it's that's a thing like people always show up late you know they show up whenever they want to or they show up when the food is done or whatever um, and that's the thing. So like, that's kind of something that we've just adopted and you don't realize like how important being on time is. And, um, but when you start to move like in, in the direction that we're moving, where, right. you know, potentially we're having inter- interviews with certain people or whatever, it's okay for them to be like, mm. not, and not, not really, but what I'm saying is like, you need to prioritize you being on time. There you like, go. however other people act is cool. But you need to prioritize you being on time because what could happen is like you could be like, oh, man, I'm 30 minutes late. But, oh, you know, actors are always late or rappers are always late. Yeah, and then they that. show up on time and they like, yo, I'm waiting for you. You said I got a two hour block and we you were supposed to be here 30 minutes ago and I'm waiting for you. And then it's just like, you know, and then they like, yo, I can't do it no more. And then mm-hmm. you just miss a great opportunity because yeah. you, was, you was just being late or you didn't prepare the night before yeah. to, to get somewhere. So. Uh, yeah, yeah what it is is we're creatures of habit uh-huh. so I think showing up late to uh, spaces that you say you want to be in if you, first of all if you say you want to be in a certain space that's uncharted territory whether it's acting music whatever it is mm-hmm. you need to show up early to for preparation purposes when I don't know what I'm doing I like to be early so I could you know set up everything I know when I first started getting trained to haul gasoline 
and I would pop up, you know, um, it's a lot of times I, I, well, when I was getting trained, it was so early in the morning that I was just thrown off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just was not with my schedule. Mm-hmm. But then when I did get there, I got there and, and once I developed, cause I kept showing up late at first, mm-hmm. once I developed a better scheduling time to get in, I would get in there at least 25 minutes early so I could get my paperwork, right. Mm-hmm. Things of that nature. Cause those things set up your day. Yeah. But if you coming into the set late, your energy is off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you go, you might fuck your lines up, mm-hmm. whatever the case. Yeah. And people got to help you out now because you they they did a briefing and you wasn't there for the briefing. You know, whatever the case. Time is money, too. Yeah. Like when whenever people are on a set, money is it's it's just mm-hmm. it's like a ticking. You know, it's just like a, a stopwatch. Yeah. So um, that's one of those things. I think um, there was another situation we had interviewed tk kirkland the comedian and um he got stories on stories on stories and he was telling his story to us he was like because we interviewed him and he was like yo I'm, ha- I'm happy all of y'all showed up on time because you know i got a tight schedule and it was like yeah of course but he was like he was like yeah once upon a time um jay-z was supposed to perform at my 35th birthday party and um he showed up late and i didn't even want him to perform Man. So and you got to think that's Jay Z, like you know, one of the biggest rappers at that time. He was he's just Jay. He's barely, yeah, he's barely coming into his first. Yeah, his first album was dropping, but he still had a, a, a buzz going on. But still, like that's you know Jay Z. So punctuality is super important yeah. for especially for for a guy like that. Like certain it's, it's like real businessmen that have tight schedules like that. Yeah, you know, you want to be on time um, because their time is so valuable. Like a yeah. lot of times we go to certain interviews and we, we set up interviews and it's like, they got, they, they're already feeling like they're behind. So it's like, okay, like, uh, yeah. let's just set this up. Let's get this over with. I'm a rock and I'm gonna entertain you. But after yeah. this is over, I got to go right back to work. Yeah, that's true. And I, I remember I was talking to one of the, the big wigs from this, it was this fuel company that I was hauling gas for out there in a, it was out in Mammoth, Mammoth, uh-huh. Mammoth, California, right? And it was really cold. I got there before a certain time. He's like, and uh, I called because I couldn't get the lid open to deliver the fuel because it was iced over. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, like, and I need to get, I, well, basically I had to find a hammer to beat the ice off of the drop for me to drop the gasoline in there. Mm-hmm. But I called him. I said, man, I might need help. And he's like, oh, I didn't think you were there yet, man. I'm sorry. I'm on my way right now. Mind you, this is one of the, the heads of that company that was driving from Bishop, California, and he was on his way during like it was icy and cold and he apologized to me mm-hmm. because I was there first. Mm-hmm. You know, think about that. Mm-hmm. Imagine if I was late, mm-hmm. that energy would have been way different. Yeah. Why are you barely there? Yeah. That would have been, a, why are you barely there right now? Mm-hmm. But since I was there at a decent time and I was having issues dropping the, the fuel, he was apologizing to me. Yeah. So it tells you mm-hmm. like, if, imagine this, imagine if you show up and you got a meeting with P Diddy and you there literally an hour early. Like if I got somebody to meet like a P. Diddy or somebody, let's say me and Keith are meeting somebody like fucking Diddy in L.A. Yeah. I'm going to be an hour early. Mm-hmm. I'll be waiting outside. Yeah. I don't care if this man is two hours late. I'm going to be right there. Yeah. And he's going to be like, all right, let's start the meeting. Mm-hmm. That nigga's not going to apologize for being late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a bottle of Ciroc for your problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's it's one of those things i think um 
we have to prioritize time. Time is, you know, the most valuable thing. I remember, um, like we was in New York shooting the videos and, um, a lot of the, so we, we booked this, this space to shoot the music videos in. And it was, it was basically like a little studio where they had set up and there was like a pool table and you could set up like a club atmosphere in there and stuff like that. And, um, the guys had paid for, the rappers had paid for the time there and they showed up late. So the, the lady that was like managing the space, she was like, you can get one extra hour, but I need you out of here by eight o'clock because there's someone else coming in here. I need you out of here punctually by eight o'clock. Someone else is coming in. Right, right, right. And they, um, you can tell they don't, they don't understand the value of time because yeah. they started, they were saying things like, Oh, we'll pay an extra whatever to get the time or we'll pay an extra hundred dollars or whatever nah. to get an extra hour. And it's like, yo, that the money is whatever, like the most valuable asset that we have in this life is time. Bruh. And they, and they don't really understand that. And which was unfortunate. Bruh. It's funny you mentioned this because the most disrespectful thing you could do to anyone is waste their time. Yeah. Anyone, I don't care. Like, have, has somebody ever talked up a good game to you? Like, yeah, man, I can help you out with this. If you come by at 5 p.m., come and do this, get this. I'll have everything you need. And then you show up mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, actually, like, I don't think we could. So and so. So you wasted my time. Mm-hmm. Bro, we don't know how much time we have on this earth. Yeah. And you chose to waste my time. Yeah. We got a problem now. Yeah. And I don't hate you. I'm not going to be mad. It's just that I'm going to reduce my energy to the point to where you like, you know, I'm cool. Yeah. You know, and this goes for anybody, whether it's somebody in business or it's, it's some chick that's wasting your time. You got to just remove yourself. That's not cool. Mm-hmm. That's probably that's that's probably my pet peeve. Mm-hmm. Don't do I look like somebody you could just waste time? Yeah. Like that. That was my word. I had a I don't know where I got the idea from, but I had a, like a word leading into 2020 and my my word was like efficiency like i wanted to yeah. but it but a sub topic of that is like just i don't want my time being wasted oh like God. i don't want to show up somewhere and it's just people goofing off and yeah playing around and stuff and sometimes you got to deal with it but for the most part it's like i want to be like in and out every time yeah yeah definitely yeah all right uh switching gears uh oregon um decriminalizes small amounts of heroin and other drugs and let me get that article yeah man i think it's a pretty cool thing Mm -hmm. that they did all right here it is damn it oregon becomes first state in the u.s to decriminalize drug possession or oregonians made their first made their state the first in the united states to decriminalize the personal possession of illegal drugs including cocaine heroin oxycodone and methamphetamine measure 110 was passing was passing by a wide margin in unofficial returns uh, updated Wednesday morning. The ballot measure reclassifies possession of small amounts of drugs as a civil violation similar to a traffic offense. The penalty becomes a $100 fine, which a person can avoid by agreeing to participate in the health assessment. Uh, Selling and manufacturing drugs will remain illegal. And in quote, it says, it takes a lot of courage to try something new. And I'm really proud of our state, said the said. Haven Willock, um, a harm reduction specialist and an outside in and one of the petitioners who filled who filed the measure. I'm excited to be a model for other places to show how we don't have to harm people for being sick. 
That's a. This is awesome. First of all, it's over. It's, That's a great statement. At it the is. End. Yeah, a drug addiction is a form of sickness. Mm-hmm. Some people have gotten to the point where if they don't smoke crack, they're gonna feel sick. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's an addiction problem. Yeah. And a lot of people on their high horse judging people. You should smoke crack. You should do heroin. You shouldn't do that. While they drink alcohol four or five times a week. Mm-hmm. You know, some people get off of work. See, you know, think about this. The school teacher, the innocent, you know, whatever she is, gets off of work every day and has four glasses of wine. Right. People do that. Mm-hmm. That's still a form of alcoholism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're you're just an elegant alcoholic. You yeah. Ch- you, you chose <laughs> elegant w- alcoholic. You've chose wine, and, and, you know, <clears throat> to make you feel less bad. You have wine and crackers. You know, a little dry salami and cheese, cheese, cheese on the side, so you could feel like an elegant alcoholic. Yeah. Right. You know, but truth of the matter is, you're still a fucking alcoholic. Yeah. Um. And I feel like this measure is awesome because if somebody has a little bit of crack on them, they're not going to get a bunch of time like they did in the fucking 80s. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a crack rock on you in the 80s, you're doing fucking 10 years, man. Yeah. It's just wrong the way they did it, man. And it, they locked up so many people of color for these same problems, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it is wrong. And think about the think about this. Uh, they said it, this is a proven fact. Most uh, people of color in the 80s use crack cocaine of their their choice in regards to drugs and most of white people were using powder cocaine mm-hmm. and there was hardly no offenses for powder cocaine mm-hmm. and there were harsh um uh, uh charges for crack cocaine mm-hmm. which disproportionately locked up a lot of people of color mm-hmm. so i think that doing something like this is it's i mean it's so it should have been done over 30 years ago yeah the whole country should have this. First of all, marijuana should be legal. There's people that went to prison for marijuana. Think yeah. about that. Yeah. Which is fucked up. Mm-hmm. Marijuana should be legal across the country. And uh, these drug offenses should be fines. $100 fines. Mm-hmm. It ain't right. Yeah. I think that, um, <clears throat> like you said, it's it's interesting what we pick and choose as to, you know, what's illegal and what's not. Yeah, exactly. Um you know, as far as like alcohol, you say like you could literally turn 21 and as soon as your, mm-hmm. you know, as soon as your birthday hit, you you can go in there and yeah, buy something up. that can kill you right in the store. Yeah. Or you can turn 18 and you can go in there and buy something that Cigarettes. can give you lung cancer. It's crazy. So um, it's just it's just this is weird. But I, I think that is that is good. I, I, I don't I don't think um, like decriminalizing it. Is is to me, it's whatever. But I think the more important thing about this whole situation is that hopefully they're trying to get these people help more so than they're trying right. to just throw them in prison. I right. think that's the the real meat of that 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 new law. Hundred percent. I think the way we deal with shit is just so fucking stupid too. Think about this: we live in a country where teen pregnancy is a problem, but they don't allow access at high school for free condoms i think that there should be free condoms for for teenagers mm-hmm. without even having to do a sign-in sheet they should be able to get free condoms mm-hmm. literally because mm-hmm. first of all nobody's gonna stop fucking yeah right sex feels amazing and when you're a kid not a, i won't say a kid but when you're younger mm-hmm. and you're having sex that shit is everything to you yeah i remember when i was in high school and i hadn't had sex yet i was getting teased for being a virgin it's yeah. like man you still ain't got no pussy yet man i'd be like 
Nigga, I'm 16. <laughs> you know what I'm That's saying? Wild. Yeah. yeah, but it's like you think about things like that, man. You know, and I'm using the the condoms and sex because teen pregnancy is a problem all over the place. Mm-hmm. But they don't provide condoms. Mm-hmm. What if they had free condoms for kids to have access to? Yeah. And I want to keep saying kids, but high school teenagers, young mm-hmm. adults. Mm-hmm. You get my drift. I compare that to this whole measure. Yeah. Where we know people are not going to stop smoking meth and crack, man. Yeah. You know, and a lot of these drugs are very powerful. But if you only got like $12 worth of crack, dude. Yeah. I also don't like like the idea of someone like a murderer being in next to someone that smoked a little bit of heroin or something it's like that. Just a little that. bit of crack, man. Yeah. Just a little bit of crack. Yeah. Just so. a micro dose of crack. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and the, and like we said too, like you know, if you if you um, if you look at like you know death rates and stuff like that, a lot mm-hmm. of people are dying from you know lung cancer. A lot of people are dying from uh, liver failure and all these things associated with stuff that's legal. So, and these people aren't being thrown into prison. But I think if they really put forth a plan to where it's like, okay, you get caught with this amount of crack we're going to send you straight to a rehab. You're not going to, to a prison because a prison doesn't, doesn't rehab you. And then people no. are doing drugs in prison. Right. So it's just like, imagine, imagine going to jail for doing crack. And then all of a sudden now you're having sex with a dude. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> this nigga's crazy. Man. <laughs> How did I get here? I just did a little crack. <laughs> Man, but the most valuable thing in prison is man, but <laughs> that'd be crazy, man. That'd be terrible. I know that probably happened to somebody. One day they was just having a just a, it was just Dang. it was just like any other day. They're smoking crack. They get arrested, and now they're in prison. They now they have a boyfriend. That's so fucked up. Went from smoking crack to having dick in a crack. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm Joe Biden. <laughs> oh man, oh, that's man. a wild statement. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't know, man. I, I mean, there's not a whole lot to say about this one, man. Um, yeah. I just think that it's 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 a good thing this is happening. Um, we just we gotta we have to work more on being real with ourselves and why certain things are not legal or not or legal. Like out, like I mentioned earlier, I want to beat it over the head but alcohol is legal when there was actually prohibition that happened yeah you know it was it 1933 yeah so prohibition happened and people were selling alcohol like crack back then underground they were making these big old these big old tubs of moonshine and all kind of shit a lot of families are wealthy now the kennedys kennedys were bootleggers a lot of people don't know that Mm -hmm. behind that huge wealth is a big crime Mm -hmm. yeah that's crazy. Sure wish my family was bootleggers. That was <laughs> my family just bootleg DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Fletch, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, shit. That's I ain't got a lot on this one, man. Uh, yeah. Looks like we're coming to the end of this one, man. It's 137, right? Yeah, man. All right, man. Well, yeah, I, well, at the end, but, I just want to shout out to my boy Blue, man. We mm-hmm. took a oh, trip to uh, right. New York. Uh, we went to Brooklyn and we spent a little bit of time in like Flatbush and we got to see New York. I had been to New York before, but this was the first time I've been in the city. 
And uh, it was also the first time where I actually gotten like flown out to do a service and actually make money on the trip versus like having a like, like I was able to like have a like low key vacation and um, work and and make money at the same time. So that was a dope experience. Um, It was just out there like it it was just a, a different culture there, man. Like I was saying, like. You know the guys were hanging around, like the the vernacular they use and the type of type of uh, like slang and stuff that they use is completely different. And um, it was just a it was just a great overall experience. One thing I will say is that like driving there is the worst. It's worse than uh, it's worse than L.A. Mm, because like yeah, yeah. <clears throat> because what happens there is there's not a lot of freeways. No. So what happens is like there could be somebody and it's there's not a lot of freeways and there's nowhere to park so you could be driving down the street and then all of a sudden a person just parks in the street and then they let whoever they got to out or whatever yeah. and it's just like you stuck behind them and you got to swerve in and out of lanes and then there's even some streets that have zero zero lines on it so it's literally it's like open up it looked like a freaking uh nascar or something it's oh just a formula God. uh formula one racing where it's just like Jesus. people's weaving in and out of lane so it was crazy um but the, i think one thing the thing that stuck up out to me the most was like that i appreciated about new york was like everyone is in tune with their own culture That's like dope. here i feel like here in california there's a lot of people that like they're not they don't really know themselves so you you get like Mexican dudes trying to be black or like white dudes <laughs> trying to be Mexican or whatever black dudes trying to be Mexican or whatever but there it's like they're so in tune with what's their wrong culture. trying to be Mexican fool I mean <laughs> nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing fool there's nothing wrong with it eh? <laughs> but now nah, there it's like they got um that they're, they're multicultural so even right. if you're black you're not really black gotcha, you know you're, yeah. you're black but you're you might be dominican, dominican you might be jamaican puerto you might rican. be haitian or whatever yeah. puerto rican um so like everybody is like real in tune with their culture as far as like the That's food they're eating or you know the the the, the lingo they use yeah. and um or you might be african or something like that or like like you said like if even if you're a uh, latino you're it's more than that you you know you're you might like you said might be puerto rican or uh, Peruvian or something. Yeah, exactly. So all those cultures, and and they are very aware of their cultures, and and then that just makes it like such a great place. And then like just seeing the tall buildings and stuff was just was just uh, was just amazing. This this uh, you know buildings that's just towering the sky, and they look like they're moving when you look up. It's just crazy. Wow. So yeah, hopefully like. Um, and it was crazy too because I was thinking about remember that girl in Brooklyn I was listening to our podcast yeah 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 it just tripped me out because I was like dang this is like so far away from Bakersfield right. I don't even know how right. they are in tune with what we're, what we're doing in Bakersfield right. but you know it's just a small world man yeah definitely yeah. I think that like what we say on these microphones too it, it can impact people yeah in a way and they may tell a friend and that person might live in Louisiana and then mm-hmm. there's all kind of people we check the analytics and if we got people all over the country listen to this yeah fucking crazy man yeah there was a dude i actually met from bakersfield there he wasn't from bakersfield but he actually lived in bakersfield Uh uh-huh yeah it was just super random like he seen my number pulled he pulled up my number on that because we were at a video uh we're at bnh which is like a store for they sell like uh camera equipment and stuff like that and um he pulled up my information he was like oh you're from bakersfield he's like yeah he's like oh i used to live downtown there so 
Oh shit. Yeah, it's super random, but um yeah, it was a great experience, man. I hope that the the beautiful thing about it is that something that you work so hard to do or work so hard at learning to to um to work on your craft can take you literally across the country. So um hopefully our podcast can do the same and you know, we're gonna Definitely. be we're gonna be in these different spaces yeah, man. talking that talk. Yeah, that'd be dope. I love to collaborate with different you know, they got like a cool little podcast networks out there in New York. I'd yeah. Love to go out there and collaborate. With some yeah. Out yeah. There. It's a lot of people out They're there moving lo- like Los Angeles. I know what I've been noticing because I've been following a lot of people. Los Angeles and like New York's like got like it's a, a cool hub. little hub. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been man. I, look, I don't want to sound like I'm creeping on people, but if I see people's content and I really like it and I've been listening to it and looking at it, I'll inbox them, mm-hmm. you know, and be like, yo, man, I think I think collaborating with another really cool podcast is something we like to do. We still have not done that yet. Yeah. Only, the only person we have had on that has a podcast well actually that's false. Z- uh, Zylo has one and um, also Chris Flail. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Them is the only two. Yeah. But the average, you're not gonna, the average person does not have a podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah. They don't. Mm-hmm. I think uh, <clears throat> the last thing I'll say about New York was the strange thing to me well, one, before I say that, is they play Pop Smoke all day on the radio. Oh, wow. Like, if you, I don't know, it's it's kind of a, it's kind of a slap in the face a little bit also is because, yeah. like, he, he had to pass away yeah. for him to get that recognition. <laughs> but that's one thing, and it, it low-key gets annoying after a while. But, um, but outside of that, the way they treat COVID-19 is completely different than we do over here. Mm. Like, now they're making it a, a law that you have to take uh, a test prior to um, getting on a plane going into damn yeah, really going into you had to take city. a test I didn't have to but <laughs> as of like I mean I think the, the fifth or something like that you have to take a test before you get on and then I think you have to like quarantine and take another test when you land oh and shit. on the radio like Ebro, Nessa, and all these Hot 97 uh, radio hosts, they have literal commercials. Every time there's a break, they're talking about the coronavirus. Oh, like wow. Make sure you're getting tested um, early and often and, you know, mm-hmm. keep people safe around <clears throat> you. And it was just weird because, like, here I feel like the culture is, like, if you have symptoms, go get tested and stay home. But yeah. they're not promoting it, like, no. you know, when you walk out of your door, make sure you get Especially tested. Especially in Bakersfield. This is a very – Bakersfield is more of a right-wing – yeah part of california i think bakersfield is probably the most red city in california probably so and but the thing about it is 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 usually people on the right more or less they just like fuck COVID. yeah so they don't like wearing masks and shit like Mm -hmm. that i mean honestly i'm not a fan of the mask myself and i'm i'm kind of like fuck COVID too (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's just not that deadly Yeah. yeah man yeah i mean What's crazy is is motherfuckers would be scared of COVID while, you know, eating like they got free healthcare and shit. Yeah. Eating uh, deep fried chicken sandwiches with, mm-hmm. with a bucket of fucking ice cream on the side. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good. Like, that's yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, good man. Good chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, looks like we came to this, the end of this one, man. Yeah. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fings. We're out here. Peace.